Come with me now. Come with me now. Come with me. 
Friday. Welcome to Start Rail Radio. Call in now at 646-929-1480. Now your host, Anti-Crisis 73 and NCAP Dalek. How the fuck are you, brother? Not much, not much. I just got to tweet out this show real quick. I did do a little bit there continually, but I'm okay. We'll be fine so far, but, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Kind of so far. I do, I love, I I forget who uh, put it in this perspective, but the archive is a podcast, and, uh, um, you know, I dig that. I dig that that perspective as well. Um, you know, due to the fact that you're in one set of mountains and and I'm in another, we usually go late or kind of mid mid evening, I guess, if you're in in your set of mountains. Um, so welcome everybody, and uh, but I love the the mix of the the east and the west coast. So uh, everybody who's up, uh, welcome. And how have you been, man? You've been working your ass off. You've been uh, traveling a bit. Yeah. Make it mean, go. Uh, it was a little bit fun, you know. I just, you know, I'm still working, and, you know. I got back from like a month ago from uh, Grapeview, Washington. It was a lot of fun. I had family shit, so I was actually this alive. Making a little folding money? If if I if I peter out, uh, make sure you let me know because like I I was just telling you uh, while the song was playing, I painted my house and I swear, like the signal has gone. My the quality of my not my Wi-Fi but my uh, my my phone signal has gone down considerably. I'm I'm very suspicious of that paint and what was in it. Quite frankly, not really, but yeah. But, you know, you never know. You never know, man. It could be like a fucking Faraday cage. Yeah, exactly. They could be putting stuff in paint down. I mean, it's a little early to slap the tinfoil hat on, but Cordite, indeed, exactly. But uh, uh, at any rate, it's a possibility. Um, So, we, you know, we're going to go a little little goofy, a little serious um, tonight. Uh, A a couple quick uh, 
business notes, revolution radio notes. Um, it's great to hear Pup back on the airwaves last night. Um, I love the, the melding of uh, different uh, radio entities, whatever you want to call them, um, that's uh, occurred over the summer with uh, Glenn and Smoker. And uh, Smoker's got, Smoker's probably dozing off right now. Uh, bless his soul, but he's got a fucking sexy website, um, friendlysmoker.com. Oh, yeah. um, it looks super cool, really functional, and uh, check that out. Um, and uh, I, like I was saying, it's great to you know all be back together, um, leave the drama at the door, um, at the third rail, and uh, unless it's political or. Uh, Socio-political, you know, type drama. Um, oh yeah. Then, you know, then then you can then you can bring it hard, but but no personal drama. And uh, what's going? Are you uh, you still doing your cop block thing? I uh, I put out my stuff around like you know on the on the Western Colorado shit and everything like that. I'm I'm I still do it. You know, I still retweet some of the stuff uh, with cop block and stuff, and I, I don't mind them, I mean, I still, you know, kind of follow into it, um, I have some other political view, uh, views, and I'm okay with it, you know, uh, but, like, you know, I, I try to get, like, a little bit other to focusing on, you know, some other stuff right now, I'm just working my butt off, so. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, and, uh, you, you, it's, you got to do that. It's just, it's I think it's a tough balance, man. I get I sometimes get caught up in that in that work world and kind of forget about this world and uh, and then and then find myself missing it. So sometimes it's hard to strike a balance, um, you know. But carefully, it can be done. I I asked you about the cop lock thing because uh, I think it was on the on Copbox website on their main website or or you know another one um but I saw this thing um that happened that's like it's like the worst nightmare um this guy in Michigan and I I I'd love to uh see if uh, uh Flint was on this but a dude uh, got put in jail for uh failure to pay 700 and some uh, dollars in parking tickets, um, and ended up dying of uh, methadone withdrawal. Um, so he wasn't even a junkie. Uh, he was on a or he was a junkie, but at least he was on a program, um, like following the rules and everything. Seven hundred sixty-nine bucks, something like that, um, and he died. That's unfortunate. Fuck me. Fuck me. Yeah, that's that that's like. That's pretty much a worst-case scenario. And, you know, things like that um, continue to happen. Um, oh, and he was white, uh, by the way. So it, it it really has nothing to do with that. The polarization of uh, the whole state. Black of, Lives uh, Matter thing and shit like that. But... Yeah, it, it marginalizes the... Uh, sort of the severity of the situation by making dumb fucking rednecks thinking they're immune. Um, and they may be on some on some level culturally, but not entirely. And uh, mm-hmm. they'll continue to be less and less so. But, I mean, 
Anyway, I just wanted to uh, to touch on that um, real quick um, because I know uh, I mean that that overlaps both of our interests. Um, just sort yeah. of the uh, the police state and uh, uh, it's I mean certainly I guess it's biased towards towards you know one demographic or another, but uh, it's it's a problem that that will face all. Uh, people who get up and go to work and come home and go to work and do all the things that working people do like drink and smoke weed and have fun and argue and, and recreate and so on. Um, because that's, I think that's really the, uh, you know, the ultimate, um, goal is to, to minimize that sort of, uh, aberrant behavior. Oh yeah. And you know what? We shouldn't. We should discourage people for from doing fucking crimes. Uh, you know, whether it is a victimless crime like you know smoking weed or doing something to your own body. I mean, at this current system, we are pretty much fucked if we do anything stupid. And not only that, I mean, most black people do some crimes that are kind of a little bit bad, although it is some, it's, it does have some part of it with the, uh, the fucking drug war, but yeah, it's just fucking I mean, all, every race of people do horrible, stupid, idiotic things. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, one of the wonderful, but sort of horrific things about the internet is that certainly, at least through anecdotal evidence, proves that beyond any reasonable doubt that every culture, ethnicity, race, religion has its subset of absolute idiotic morons. And uh, God bless them for making YouTube uh, entertaining entertaining sometimes. But, uh, yeah. Um, here's an interesting one that... Uh, um, and and you know, I think it's it's sort of just a, a, an illustrative of uh, you know what what continues to go on in the uh, in the uh, pharmaceutical in- industry. But uh, there is a, a medication um, uh, that's used for both AIDS and I think cancer and other terminal illnesses that fights. Um, uh, some insidious, like uh, I don't know, virus or something that attacks uh, people whose immune system is compromised. Um, and it was raised from thirteen dollars and fifty cents um, a dose to seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, a dose overnight um, by a young mm-hmm. brash. Um, CEO um, of uh, of a pharmaceutical company, and uh, I'm trying to pull up the name, but of, of course the internet isn't being that cooperative. Um, but anyway, it's uh, um, it's it's worth uh, it's worth looking into a little more than I can than I can elucidate on it. But uh, this, I mean, this guy should be. Uh, dealt with in some way or some fashion. He's pretty, pretty uh, vulgar and um, a great sort of uh, example of what the fuck is wrong with the world. Um, 
at first when he was interviewed about about how he could justify um, such a rate increase overnight. Um, you know, where 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 was the uh, increase in cost of of manufacturing, cost of uh, acquiring the raw material to produce the medication? Um, and none of those were there. He said, well, this is an altruistic uh, price hike because um, the proceeds will go to research uh, other great medications that we'll produce. Like, if that's not the epitome of human hubris and self-delusion, um, I don't know what it is. That's that's pretty pretty horrific thing. Oh, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, people like that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty. So, um, there was this individual that raised her hand up, I think. And uh, we're going to put her on. This is CC Chicky. Uh, yeah. You are on live. Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? I, I, hey, how are you tonight? I'm doing really good. I was, uh, I was sitting here looking. I had a big show on Friday, and I've been... Kind of hawking it because I got a I'm in a featured show in a cat in the music category so I've been watching the board all day and I was looking down I was like at the um, live chats and it was like anti-crisis I said damn I'm gonna go for there and say hi. hey I'm glad you did right on welcome to the show yeah it's been a while since uh, I've never been on your show I don't think I don't think so no I, I we've been on a couple of shows together yeah. I think. Uh, but but never on this show. But on Punkway's show, yeah. No, no, that's cool. That by the way, that far, that guy who um, bought the it, the thing that that drug fights is toxoplasmosis, which is like yeah. a poisoning or something. And anyway, that guy was a hedge funder. He just basically he he you know decided he would go in and buy a drug and jack it up and then do it on the on the pretense that he was going to use the money to. Uh, develop a better drug because that one he said had some shortcomings and he needed fu- he needed money to develop a better drug so he was going to use the the you know the super profit to reinvest in his business but he was being a total bad bad person like on twitter <laughs> that whole day and then the next day he turned into like oh well i guess people were outraged so uh, i'll be a nice guy now but he was just being a <laughs> you know uh a male member, like, that whole day. It was really awful. I couldn't even read the damn tweets. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, fuck he, me. he sounds like it. And, uh, I mean, he, the last pharmaceutical company, yeah, I guess the first pharmaceutical company that he bought into w- without uh, a uh, ownership uh, stake um, fired him and now is suing him for, like, $64 million or something like that. Yeah, now he's up there in the in the Trump class. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah. they don't have any money. They they just have enough money to start playing around, and once they can play around, then they can do a bunch of write-offs and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's that's just... Uh, there's a lot of bad crap going on. I've, I've had, like, a magical, happy, fabulous week, and um, I'm, like, just... Like I'm happy for a change, so it's weird. <laughs> well, well, roll with it. I'm totally rolling with it, and it was all because of music. I like found this band that was just like so good, and had them on on my show on Friday night, and they were so cute and so fun, and we just were laughing. And then what happened today? Oh, Juice Rap News put out its video this weekend, which is great. 
the internet, uh, the fight over the internet, which was, it's just like one of their best ones. I mean, you always say that whenever they put one out, right? But uh, it's just so deep. Like they, they're every detail, they're getting really detailed with the stuff that they do. Who is that? The the rap news? No, Juice Rap News. Yeah, the guys yeah, from Juice Australia. Rap news. Yeah, 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 I saw that. They, I mean, they never cease to amaze me. No, no, they just get more and more like dense and more, you know, deep and more detailed. And I mean, I can't. I watched it through once, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to watch this sixty times. <laughs> Because <laughs> like I don't get a lot of this stuff anyway, but but man, God bless, uh, they're just they're really good. They love what they do and they do it with so much care, and that's what I really like. It's like you don't always you just see people throwing stuff, yeah, you know, just doing things and like not putting as much care into it, and they just really they don't miss anything. So and they, and they do they do the like satire rap thing right, like yeah. it's not it's not obnoxious, it's not it's not vulgar, you know, for the most no. part. It's 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 they're really good. Yeah, I love them. They're my they, and they've been very nice to me. So I've really you know not just as a person, which is like and it always makes. Is that who was on the show? No, hell no. I I'm I'm working on I I'm working on my courage. <laughs> right on. But they've so been very the, nice to me. So it's been. Who's you know, the band you had on your show? I I, I think. Oh, I had a band. On, they're a young band. They're out of. Uh, they're out of Louisville, Kentucky, and their name is uh, Forest, P-H-O-U-R-I-S-T, and the Photons. And uh, they're a three-man band, and it's, uh, you know, bass, uh, a killer drummer, just unbelievable. This kid's just f- phenomenal. They're real young. They're in their 20s, you know. And then a really great lyricist and uh, composer, uh, keyboard player, guitar player uh, named Nick Hill. The drummer's Scott Boyce, and then the the bass player is like he's in music school. He's he's a songwriter. He's got three albums of songs that he's written, and they're just like super smart and super funny. And their songs are so good, like it's fresh, you know. And they got a lot of it's 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 like something you have. It's 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 really sort of incubacy in a way. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, it's so it's like oh, they're just so good. Throw, the, throw a link to uh, you know their their SoundCloud or YouTube in the in the chat if you can. I love uh, yeah, it's for I'm, I'm one of those. Well, yeah, they're on Bandcamp. They're on Bandcamp. I'll just I'll put it in there. Oh yeah, Bandcamp rocks. They're yeah, they're uh, on my Bandcamp yeah. if you want to go there. But um, uh, I'm writing it out. Go to Bandcamp and you can listen to their song. It's called one of the first song is called "Here's the Moonlight for Your Day." It's just really, really good. And go to them on Bandcamp. They're so I'm, good. I'm, I'm one of those corny people who thinks music makes the world go round. Dude, they healed you, me. That these dudes healed me. I was down. And when I heard this shit, uh, basically, you know my song that leads into my show from Ronald Jenkins, that you know that disorganized fun song is yeah. like. It's like a killer song. So anyway, I like I follow Ronald on Twitter and I sort of pay attention to him. One day I just was wandering around. I said, oh, I'm going to go see what Ronald is doing on his Twitter. He doesn't really do a lot of tweeting. But um, he said, oh, my nephew is in this band. He's been drumming since he was, you know, the knee high to a grasshopper. And he's he's doing a lot of drumming and he's with this band. And I went straight to the link. I played the first song and my life has been like just so much so good ever since that day <laughs> it's just like i can't That's stop excellent. listening to it like you know when you get an album and you just like you listen to it every time you get in the car every time you 
whatever you do, you just you are listening to it and singing to it, dancing to it, all that stuff. And then I got to talk to him and have him on my show. I mean, I'm, I'm in heaven. I just I'm still in heaven because it was just so much fun. I'm a, I'm a little OCT, OCD, so I tend to like beat the shit out of a song that I find that I like or a band yeah. that I like, and then you know, and then I have to let some time pass. Yeah, and, you and then all. I revisit, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's back. But you know, it's like a scratch and sniff sticker for me. Like <laughs> I, I'll, I'll scratch and sniff it until like the smell's all gone. I know, but you know, it's funny. Like the weirdest thing has happened to me. It's like I have a. Uh, this album and then Ronald, I can listen to Ronald's shit. I can listen to Ronald's songs anytime, all day. I, I mean, I'll, I, I could listen to the same song over and over until I die, I swear, and I would be fine with it. But um, there's just, and there's uh, Occupy This Album, which Jason Samuel produced, uh, which I have in my car, and I can listen to that thing ad nauseum. And then these guys, I can really literally, it's so, it's really complex, and it's kind of like Juice Rap News in a way that, they're they're they got a lot of complexity in there. They put a lot of effort into it, so it's like you have to navigate the album. It's not like just the regular songs. You'll see when you listen to it. It's just so good. And um, but I could I'm getting in this place now where I just turned 58 this summer, and I don't know what's going on with me. I'm maybe I'm reverting to kiddom or something. But you know how they can watch Barney over and over again. <laughs> I can just like sit there and listen to the really good something that's really good. Like I just can just listen to it. I don't know why. I didn't used to be able to do that, but now it's like even if I I've had that Occupy this album since I went to Occupy Anniversary in 2012, and I can still just listen to it over and over. It's so there was good. A couple of year, years in my life where I pretty much only had the Grateful Dead on. <laughs> You're outed now. <laughs> you know, like and and a lot of redundancy for sure, but it was just <laughs> you know. Now in, in my in my older age, I, now well maybe I'm I'm like I'm uh, reverting too. Now if if I have anything on maybe Tool or something, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> but you, usually a mixture. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. But I do. I mean, I think music's incredibly powerful. What about your? Who else is with you there? What's your band? Who can you listen to forever? I don't know who else is with us. Uh, uh, this is, is it. Yes. Um, I Ooh. can listen to. Oh, okay. Oh, my name is Go Eric uh You know, okay. and just another guy on Twitter. But uh, one of the bands that I really <laughs> listen to that I cannot get like sick of is called An- Enter Shikari. Hmm. If you've ever heard of them. What kind of music is it? It's more of a. It's more of like a a punk kind of like electro music I can we have play a little the bit. songs are on uh, on their playlist when we take a break we could it you, you could throw it on oh yeah that's maybe what I'll do there you go that's okay a- well that's interesting I don't I I'm trying to envision what that is but I was making I was making like I decided to share with them some of my music because like I have like so much wild taste you know that goes back and so I was making them a few mixed. I was calling them mixed tubes because they're not mixtapes, but <laughs> I was getting YouTubes and pulling them down. And I was running into. Uh, oh, I have to check that out. So uh, yeah. I was looking at the Buzzcocks, man. Did you ever hear the Buzzcocks uh, album, Different Kind of Tension? That's like the most killer punk album of the whole time of punk. I love it so much. 
That's really good. Yes, I guess I, 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 I was a I was a uh, punk. I I am a punk train still, even though punk doesn't really exist except on vinyl. But uh, uh, DC, <laughs> DC in the in the eighties, the nine thirty club was a pretty it was a pretty rich punk scene, um, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good times. Um, yeah, it was a good is, time. Is, is that actually is that actually pop there? No, sorry, I got confused there for a second. But um, well, wh- let's listen to a Shakira song, and then when we get back, and I know you, you'll you'll have uh, an opinion about about <laughs> this. I'd I'd love to uh, a couple things that I'd love to get into um, before uh, uh, shiny things get the best of me. Um, a little bit about the Pope. I would definitely like to get into. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, uh, op, uh, and excuse me if I mispronounce this, but Op uh, Namir, the um, the young activist who was arrested when he was seventeen um, in Saudi Arabia, and oh, the guy who um, they're going to behead. Well, they're not. I guess they're going to behead and crucify him. Like, literally. oh, how interesting. Well, I'm and, happy, uh, so I might drop out for that content. <laughs> well, I mean, well, we don't have to get into the uh, into the. Uh, I know. You know I'm just like saying, I'm in a, I'm in such a good mood. I'm not. I just. I know. I, it's I, well, maybe we'll save that to the end. But that's that's <laughs> an, that's an important thing. It's, it's all uh, right, and I, I just you do do your show, man. That's all right. I'm just telling you that I'm like I'm this is I've never. I Friday night I left that show just like I remembered what happy was. It was really weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I mean, you got to ride the happiness. Got to roll when, with it. What, yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Never let anybody take your mania away. That's right, uh, man. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Look at Antichrist. He's got it. He, he nailed it. <laughs> the uh, the Catalonia, uh, the secession movement in Catalonia fascinates me uh, because I think it's sort of indicative of, of uh what you know? What Greece tried to do, but on a larger scale, and and pretty much what lurks down the road for the EU, um, and, and all of uh, and sort of the refragmentation of uh, of Europe. Um, yeah. Kim Davis. <laughs> um, Man, you're really thrown up. Play the song. Play the damn song. I want to hear the song. Uh, play the damn song. <laughs> Put those in 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 your uh, thought cap and uh, and and we'll talk. We haven't done it. We haven't done a show in a while, so we're we're recapping a little bit of old. Oh, okay. With, uh, <laughs> I know. But, I just uh, came on. I just came back after six months, and I've done like four shows in like ten days. So I'm like, I'm on a I'm on a roll, like you said. Nice. <laughs> roll with it. I'm rolling. Well, and, well, it's, uh, it, it was kind of wonderful. Everybody kind of co- coalesced at the same moment. So yeah, isn't that weird? That's kind of weird. Timing. Yeah. So Dallas, you do you have the uh, Shakira the song lined up? I do have the Enter Shikari song already. All right, let's get into <laughs> Not this. Shakira. Not Shakira. Yes, sorry. Oh my God, I just totally. It's <laughs> fine. My it's lip. fine. It's fine. Don't worry. All right. All right, ready? Three, two, one. We'll be back. This is Third Rail Radio with your host, Anti-Crisis 73 and ANCAP Dalek. (laughs) 
got a fever and the only prescription is more.rail radio. A call in now. A 646 929 Now your host, Anticrisis73 and NCAP Dalek. We do have Talkity Up. I don't forgot the rest of the, the fucking name. And then we also have Anti-Crisis. You mean my name? Yes. Talkie, I, I, Talkie I, Pie? Talkie Pie? Talkie Pie. Yeah, that's my show Talkie. name. Talkie Pie. Yeah, Talkie nice. Pie. Just like Occupy, only it's Talkie Pie. Ha ha. I'm so clever. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. You know, I I got it confused for a while too, and I think it's because of Porno Puppy. I thought it was Talk Puppy. Yeah, everybody does, but they they don't realize how damn clever I am. That's why. I, it's, <laughs> it's super stealth. Super stealth. What's this Talk Puppy? No man, it's Talkify. Come on now. Whatever. <laughs> so that's so a, that's that's a, that's a quite wild song. It's quite quite a wild song. Like, I was throwing out names of bands while I was listening to it. And now Glenn's got me thinking about KFFTM, and oh my god, I just want to see them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, these guys have a good amount of range. I mean, they, you know, if you listen to uh, Take to the Skies, and then also Common Dreads, and a, a few of his other, of their other albums are just, they change a lot, but I like it, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty much the opposite of what I was the guys that I interviewed Friday. I mean, they're very melodical and cinematic, and uh, it's it's beautiful. You know, it's not it's not like stop and stop, drop and roll, drowning pool, let the bodies hit the floor. You know, kind of. But even that's more musical than than that one. But that's got a lot of. There's just so much going on in that song. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So I'll have to check them out some more. Oh, yeah, they have, uh, like you said, that's a big song. It's a big sound. Yeah, it's big. Lot, it's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's like, and that's, in, you know, it's it's emblematic of, like, some of the beginning-type punk stuff, you know, but it, then it goes into, like, the, you know, the slipknot, oh, you know, and the, who's, you know, the, the you know, just the, you know, kind of the yelling, screaming type That's stuff. Stuff that requires like uh, extensive voice training, so you don't blow out your larynx. <laughs> I mean, that's I, mean, that's, sick, I don't man. know. Like, I don't know how they do that stuff, but to me, it's like a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I I never. I never got down with that. I never. I never went into it too much. But there's some bands that can get away with it, like Rob Zombie. You know, he can do some interesting stuff. I saw him live at um, Canadian Glenn is getting all excited about seeing Black Sabbath. <laughs> Hell yeah. I saw him at OzFest. Uh, I saw Rob Zombie at OzFest. I'm going to tell you a story. Rob Zombie is the funniest guy on the planet. He is so funny. He just he was just doing something on the stage, making the having women come up. And, like, he was just so 
God, he was so funny. He was so silly, crazy, silly, funny. But System of a Down was at that show. They headlined that show. They were just unbelievable. So good. The physicality, the physicality of the uh, of the of the yelling or the, mm-hmm. the howling, whatever that is incredible. It's not. It doesn't move me like some other genres of music, but. Right. Uh, but it's uh, it's certainly fucking got a I see I see its appeal. Makes you know, its point. <laughs> indeed, yeah, it does emphatically. No question. Oh, yeah. What about this pope? Like the I mean, the 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 country is fucking pope crazy right now. It makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, if you look on on any, I love the pope, so I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the 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 wrong person to agree with you on those things because I thought what he did was really great. I just saw it through different eyes because I'm like a person, I'm, I'm a person of faith, so I saw it. You know, if you're not, you're not going to see it as other people will see it. But well, no, and, and I completely respect that. And and I, it's I'm not. It's not that I'm not a person of faith. I'm not a person of organized faith. Right. But uh, but I, I I I do. I almost feel like if you take it. You know, if you put his past, um, you know, and what he did in Argentina during the Junta and, and combine it with, like, the perfection of sort of the neoliberal um, that that he speaks with, I mean, it's too perfect. It's like there's something, there's something... Uh, Either, either he- pinnacle about it, like he he's paying, you know, penance um, for for what he did um, in Argentina, um, and he you know unequivocally backed the junta. He turned in uh, other priests, not only other Catholic priests, but other Jesuit priests uh, who were. Uh, um, Participating in activism to save um, uh, people who were who were labeled communist or sympathizers to the to the government that is in the process of being overthrown. You know, he 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 certainly um, maybe without malice, but he certainly is complicit in some pretty dark deeds. Um, <laughs> and, I hope and, you never look into my past. And, and I don't. I mean, you know, and everybody is is entitled to their past, right? Like we are entitled to our past. You can't change it. But, uh, but I, I, I wish so I, what, what would make contact, this all more right? genuine would be some acknowledgement of right. Uh, uh, People of the are past. made by their own past. People are made by their own past. You can change uh, yeah. your your present, but you cannot change your past. That's you sure. learn exactly. from it. You either a learn from it or continue to be fucking oblivious and keep doing it. And anything, anything that sells the U.S. media conglomerate like <laughs> this Pope has. I mean, if you go on any mainstream media right. website well, they're right always, now, yeah, but they're always every little it. tile is that fucking Pope. We're like, living it's in crazy. But we're living in a time when the narrative is always going to be pointed towards, you know, like just not even what's going on. 
and you know that, and I know that, everything that we do, you know, everything that protesters do gets turned into what is not really happening. You know what I'm saying? So maybe Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that it's different here is what I'm saying. You know, there it's, everything's being served for its own interest, you know, and, uh, there were, there were some nice things. He went and visited, uh, priests and, uh, and monks that are sick, you know, and they have a place that they can go when they get sick. Cause everybody kind of forgets like they're not all of them are bad people. They are, a lot of them are there for their communities and they help people, their whole lives. Absolutely. And, and let me every, just say this. Let me say he's this though. doing right now is like perfect, right? He's no, going not at all. with the homeless people instead of the, no, instead of the it's Congress. No, I don't think it is perfect. I think it's just what is. You know, he did. I can't believe he's not exhausted. But the thing that people forget, you know, these guys that he went to visit, like I, that was the most poignant thing for me of all the things that happened was that he went and visited these dudes who, you know, spent their life serving in the church and uh, helping people in their communities ostensibly, and probably a majority of them aren't child molesters, but they have no families because they made a, you know, they married, you know, God, and they basically gave up their opportunity to have families. So they really don't have anywhere else to go. And then they're in this place, you know, where they're getting cared for, which is nice. I mean, I used to hate, I grew up being very anti-Catholic and being very like not, I'm, I'm, I still don't think, a pope is closer to God than anybody else. I think that's ridiculous. But um, you know, as a person, as a person who go, yeah, I don't go to church now, but I mean, I did for a long time, and it really helped me out a lot. But uh, I would go if I was in Chattanooga, where uh, they do stuff and help people in the street and off open it up, and they have church in the round, and they're help trying to help this lady not get, uh, uh, you know, executed on Tuesday night. Um, there's a lot of good stuff going on that people don't know about, but but I, I just wanted to say that the thing that that I was touched by most by what he did was when he went and visited those guys, and I didn't really think about it till tonight. How I mean, I'm alone because like my family's really far away, and I don't have a ton of friends here because everybody's not an activist in South Florida. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's, it's kind of weird when you think about people who give their whole lives to helping others and. They don't have anybody else. And it was nice that he stopped by and saw them. I thought that was awesome. It really touched me. Did. Well, I and I and I agree. I think part, maybe part of the problem I'm having is like some of the things he's done have touched touched me as well. He's doing that many things correctly. I, yeah. I, I I guess what I would what I would like to see that that I would think would be important to a lot of people, um, especially when they turn turn to the to the church. Um, in, in like sort of a time of of need or rebuilding is is uh, like his own message of redemption, um, but he can't do that unless he sort of owns what happened in Argentina. Um, but that's you know, yeah. What does that do? I mean, I, I was you know a lot of people wanted a lot of things from this guy the whole time he was here, you know, and it's like he, well, did, he is a pope. I know, but he's not, he's really a man. He is a man. He's not God. And he's not, you know, he's black. I mean, he has like, he has a way of like, you know, carrying himself and doing what he did. I mean, that guy's, he's pretty old. I mean, I look at all the crap he did this weekend and I couldn't do it. I would have been getting on that plane and just like crashing. Like, And I don't even sleep, but I would have been like, I would have been out. I mean, he did a lot I'm, of stuff. I'm, I'm okay. absolutely convinced that all world leaders have, 
like a really, really clean supply of Adderall. <laughs> like, how, awesome, I mean, man. how could they not? Seriously. It's, it, well, you know, it all depends. I mean, <laughs> you, you think about it, you fly six time zones in four days. Yeah. And, and you could actually, like, stand and give a speech without narcotics? I don't think so. To me, it wasn't even giving the speech. It was the way he was still being smiling. He was smiling and still. The one other thing was when he when he was getting off the plane, I guess, in Philly or, or was it in New York, and he was cruising around the car, and he just, like, all of a sudden, like, said, like, you could see his face change. And he stopped the car, and he got out and, and went over to this kid in a wheelchair like that had cerebral palsy. And it was just like, it was amazing just to watch his face. You know, like, I couldn't hear any sound on that one. And it was just really amazing to watch his face. And every time, you know, you would see him, he would be actually having, like, it would seem like real emotions. And uh, and uh, smiling, you know, even though he must have been so damn tired, you know. But it was like, uh, and I liked a lot of the stuff that he had to say. I mean, I, I wouldn't care if it had been Benedict. I wouldn't even have paid any attention to it. So I think it's... I, I was saying the other day that it was pretty interesting that uh, he, uh, you know, that it's weird that that Pope Benedict guy retired, like, number one, that's just plain weird. And it's weird that we got a Pope that, like, you know, kind of actually understands the Bible and kind of does it, you know, acts it out, you know, in plain space, in, in front of other people, the world. <laughs> you know, like, I think, right? I think Benedict was uh, Benedict the Antichrist. Was Understudy. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's just it. He was, and then this guy comes, and it's like, are you kidding? Like Francis comes, and he's like, he really is like showing people what it's about, and it's like to me, I've been, I've been really blown away by it. I had a friend who I used to party with when I, oh, about uh, oh man, fifteen, twenty years ago, and he was a big Catholic, and he was one of those partying Catholics. But he was very devout, and I like he made, he sort of changed my mind a little bit about Catholicism, and then I started looking into the Catholic Worker and Dorothy Day, and I had the guy the guys from the L.A. Skid Row, uh, Catholic Worker on uh, one of my very first shows, and started looking into that, and they're kind of like Catholics that sort of don't go to church, but they just kind of do what the Bible says to do, and they live on fifteen dollars a day a, a week. And, They're like the, you know, the Catholic version of secular Jews. I don't think so. I think they're 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 just not. They just believe more in going out and doing the religion. Do, they go, you know, to, do doing, they go to church on Christmas? I don't think they do. I don't think they they are church. <laughs> they you know they they serve people food in Skid Row and they let some people live in the place where they live too and they live on fifteen bucks a week. It's a great show. You should listen back to it. It's with Jeff Dietrich. But, uh, I will definitely. Yeah, when now, I started. Now, see, okay, now I think that that right there is religiosity, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know what but, you. Sometimes that's pejorative, but I mean, it's it. No, what it no, is. No, it's yeah. not, no, I no, I'm. I mean, like I think like that. That's an example, uh, like an actual like feeding the homeless, like. You know, taking oh, their they don't, yeah, they, style, they don't like just feed taking, them. They, yeah, but they don't just feed them. They live there. They live there. Like it's the real deal. You know what I'm saying? And that's yes, what exactly. I. That's, yeah, and there's but there's a ton of people doing stuff like that all over the world. I mean, I've I've been yeah, there uh, are. I've been all I've been a few places myself, and you know I've seen a lot of good stuff happen, especially with addiction programs that I don't agree 
completely with but i mean i've i've certainly benefited from uh one that comes out of a very right wing side church uh but you know it's it's interesting once you get in and you start seeing things from the inside it's always like that right but yeah. but the catholic worker and you know she he did bring up dorothy day which was like to me like yeah baby like yeah, I was I got really excited. <laughs> because, yeah, he did. You know, yes, she was yes, an anarchist. And, you know, she was an anarchist. She was the one who yes. started Catholic Worker, and yes. uh, and I'm you know I know what that is because of my damn show and because of the way they were treating the homeless down on Skid Row, uh, back in the early days of Occupy. You know, I had a friend out in Occupy LA, and he told me what was going on, and he went out and videoed a bunch of stuff, and people don't know, like they just don't know, you know what what these guys are doing and how they get, how they, this guy, Jeff Dietrich spent his life 34. I think he was there 42 years, 42 years. And he actually married a nun. So she became a, a not, not a nun anymore. I guess so. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but uh, it's a fabulous story. It's a really good, it's a good show. So I, I highly recommend it. And there's a lot of Catholic worker uh, organizations around the United States. And I think he advocated <laughs> like being, you know, being what what in the church we say being Jesus with skin on. You know, it's basically yeah, don't go and exactly. don't go and don't go and sit in church and listen to some guy talk to you, and then go home and so do you know, do the same old shit. And that's like how I am. I I'm desperate to go out and just minister, but I I want to be in the right frame of mind, and I haven't been I have not been well enough to do that yet. But now I'm getting there, sort of, because I got to be I got to be centered and not be trying to take from people I'm trying to help, you know? So, and that's yeah, what no, happens. No, that's a, that's a, uh, a paradox that's tough to overcome. Right. Yeah, but once you, but that's what I think he was advocating when he was here. To me, anyway, maybe, and I'm sure it wasn't to everybody else. I know it wasn't to Canadian Glenn. He doesn't, he doesn't um, have that, you know, I mean, we disagree on that, but that's all right. And I don't, you know, I really don't, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I'm just, saying I think the Pope was he just did what he did. I saw what I saw and it meant something to me. I cried. And uh I and I wish that, you know, he could have not done the Juniper Sarah thing. But maybe it's good that he did. Maybe it brought up and it and it was funny because I went to a thing this week. I was at a surge meeting, show up for racial justice here. And like the meeting like was like all in an agenda. It was like a real white people's meeting. But finally, people just started saying, no, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> like, this is wrong. We're not here to be the demonstrators. And, and then at the end, they, the one of the people got mad and said, you know, oh, you know, next time we need to not talk out of turn. And I was like, but by talking out of turn, we actually got some shit done. We actually got to the real. And now, hold on. Can you give us a little background on this on this meeting? Does this sure. have anything to do with Black Lives Matter? Not it, to pop well, radio, but... Okay, well, don't forget that Black Lives Matter is just one movement and a whole movement. No, I know. And, like, and I think it's been co-opted and completely... Well, yeah. And it's been like... Coerced. Umbrella to everything that's taking place, which is not true. But yeah, Show Up for Racial Justice is, is... And I'm not the authority on this in any way, shape, or form, but... My understanding of the organization uh, is to educate white people about white privilege, and it is to come alongside, uh, say, the Dream Defenders were going to do an action here. They w- we would say to them, what can we do for you? you know? And if they said, you could stay home, then we would stay home. you know. Or if they said, well, you can try to raise money for us so we can buy this, or you can, you know, we're, we're here to 
listen and to learn and to examine our own racism, get ourselves straight, you know, and get ourselves in a position where we can actually help, which is, you know, and learn how to deal with, you know, when I live in the South, trust me, you don't walk around changing white people, uh, you know, changing, changing racist white people's minds down here. You might as well just go talk to a wall. And then, yeah, or just and, get and, up. Yeah, and get yourself shot at. <laughs> you know, so it's not like it's, you know, our sheriff is like supported by a guy who uh, um, has a, flies a Confederate flag from his little compound that he has. <laughs> Do you live in Broward County? No, I don't live. I live on the other side. But oh, okay. uh, but anyway, so I went to this meeting and it was just really interesting because it was it was very Occupy oriented because the person who was trying to lead it was from Occupy. And there's another person. There were very good people there, but people didn't know what it was about. And we missed the training, I guess. And um, but it, but it got ugly. And I I think my point going back to the Pope is that sometimes things need to get a little ugly for you to really. I, we we see things that are ugly and then we think well. That's bad, and I I see things that are ugly sometimes, and I think, well, that's exactly what needed to happen to make change happen, you know, or to make some real statements be made, and to so we can actually start digging in instead of being polite. Because like at this meeting, my whole first thought was, don't say, well, maybe we shouldn't be doing actions because we're not like the oppressed person, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, People said it for, you know, another lady said it for me. And then I got bold and I said, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk in turn. I'm going to talk and say what I need to say so that people stop saying, like one lady said, you know, I probably shouldn't narc on the meeting. But, you know, it was just, uh, it was just really interesting. And I think there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. If you don't mention her name, I don't think it's narcing. Well, I think that there was just a lot of, uh, there was just a lot of, you know, we needed to be more at square one. And we weren't, but, you know, and it got called out and it got settled and it it did because people talk, because people didn't just sit and play the white persons. Like I'm going to be a nice person and not interrupt other people game. And, uh, it was, it was informative. And when I think about the Pope being here, I mean, a lot of, it was, there was some really great stuff and there was some messy stuff. And I think it was all good because even the messy stuff was good because it brought up well, topics sure. that needed to be discussed I- and, Gave people an opportunity to say things. I mean, like, I, you know, nothing gets done without, like, conflict and friction. Right. Um, then people are just kind of blowing smoke up each other's asses and agreeing <laughs> on things, um, which is, a, which is a, you know, it, that has worked for, like, 40 years in, in, in the liberal, yeah. you know, sort of oh, status quo. Yeah, that's why um, we're where we're at, basically. But my, my, my biggest bitch is that, you know, people are trying to flush the Pope out, you know, the baby out with the bathwater. I, I find it really unproductive to say that everything, you know, that he needs to just go die in a hole because, you know, he didn't do everything right and because he, you know, tried to give this guy sainthood. I don't even like the sainthood thing. I mean, I, I'll I'll get on. I I don't care who he was trying to give a sainthood. I, no, I don't understand this saint thing. It doesn't. Wait, hold on. Pump the brakes for a second. <laughs> we just jumped to sainthood. This, uh, this is uh, Francis trying to give who sainthood? 
Juniper Sarah, the guy who was genocided the Indians back in the old days, but genocided the indigenous people oh, in California. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, no. Uh, but people were really upset about that, and I mean, I, I, I was upset about it too, but not just because of him, but because I don't believe anybody is anybody. Everybody is right next to God, and whether they know it or not, and like you can't. I don't know why the Catholic Church does that. It's one of the things I don't agree with. But, but they, he did it, and like it was, it a lot of stuff came up about it, and that's good. But I mean, don't push everything else off the table because that was bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot of good. That's on. No, I do. I do. Could and, I? And, I mean, go ahead, oh. Dallas. Dallas. Well, I, I, I know that you guys are going off that topic, so first, let's get off, uh, let's get on to that topic, and then I'll get into my question. Indeed. Nikki, you can go ahead. Go ahead, and, right, and I, then I'll sidetrack this. There you I, go. Yeah, no, you sidetrack, baby. Yeah, sidetrack okay. now. Okay. Okay, so I was kind of curious, what was your personal feelings and or opinions on Black Lives Matter? You talking to me? Yeah. Um, well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I think that, like I just said, you know, things when things happen, when Mike Brown got murdered in the middle of the street and uh, a bunch of people decided to stand there and witness it and stand up for it and and coalesce around it you know things were going to happen um i think that it's i think that it has been all right i'm going to say this because i i i think it was an unfortunate choice of words um i think that it doesn't i think it may have caused more division than it did you know but it may have sidetracked us a little bit more than it needed to in a in in a way that maybe it didn't need to go just because white people are so stupid and they don't understand that they're racist. And I didn't understand how racist I was either, you know? So, I mean, I, I think in a weird way, I love the action. Hey, hey, I understand. I understand. I love I, the actions they've done. And I think that, you know, there, it, it is what it is, is what I, and I think that it's, it had to be, otherwise it wouldn't be. And, uh, I, I think that it's caused some, um, you know, it's just it's it's. It, I don't like the fact that you got to think ahead about the narrative. You got to think ahead about who's controlling the voice of this country. And uh, this just was ready to just be put into the which it is here now in 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 South Florida anyway. It's everybody that's white and it doesn't get on Twitter thinks this is a war on cops. And that was kind of like what you served up with that with those three words. But again. Maybe that's where we need to be, you know, where there's that kind of misunderstanding mm-hmm. and brokenness to get to a point where we're not there. So I, I'm I'm in like a weird, weird state of flux with all that stuff right now. I think everything's what it needs to be because there needs to be everybody needs to wake up. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to make that happen. Okay. Uh, now, this is my own personal feelings, but I, I really don't get the, the thing about, like, the racism of, you know, how... Well, I can understand that mainly, even though we're, you know, white people aren't very much of, like... We're kind of, like, a more of a majority, but at the same time, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of a little bit more of a minority than other, you know, kind of individuals that are actually 
grouped up in that area with minorities and us and everything like that. But um, I, I I don't get the idea of like the racism thing. That's just that, that. Well, okay. Let's let me let's just skip the racism. But I'm going to tell you that a lot of people are racist, <laughs> and well, they don't. Like they, do you think yeah. like at the meeting I was at the other day? I mean, the minute two, there were two black people there, and when the minute the black people started talking, everybody, all the white people started talking. You know, and it's just like it's kind of like an unconscious thing that people do. Um, it's it's very like washed into you, you know, and, and enculturated into you. But I think the whole point of it is the whole the very basic point is you can go up to the store at midnight. You know, a black person can't. You know, because they're well, without the, well, having the, to worry the about. entire apparatus. The entire yeah. apparatus. Whether you march for Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And and, and Baltimore and whatever, but the entire apparatus, all of us, are um, uh, sick with uh, institutionalized, programmed racism, right? That acts on our limbic system, on yes. the subconscious. It drives, you know, us seven steps diagonally away from a 19-year-old black man walking towards us on a yeah. dark street. Um, like Not these, even like on a dark things. street, Antichrist. Right. On a daytime right. street. You know, pulling but then your purse just closer straight to up you. bigotry. Yeah. You right. know, and, and overt racism that acts on the conscious level. Right. This is subconscious. Um, it's all programmed but, into you from all the movies you watch. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, they just shot, like, indigenous people were shot regularly on TV. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah, and you know absolutely. how you know just Saturday like Saturday morning I, TV. It was like genocide. Yeah, I mean it was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I can understand but, that. And, oh, and the on. true thing is that I mean, if you it the the racism that I have, it is mostly driven by segregation more than anything else. I think that the racism that we all have is that we don't mix. I mean, we don't. I, I'm a person who goes. I cross the line. I. I cross into communities of color all the time. I cross into communities of people who don't speak our language all the time. I'm an ESL tutor. You know, I go to Haitian churches. I go to Spanish churches. I go to black churches. I go to events and, and you know, things like that. But I'm still segregated and not living a life that's, like, in an in an integrated fashion. You know, my office is not going to have, you know, a lot of people of color in it down here just ain't gonna happen you know and it's like and if it does and if i go out on the street and i see someone driving around you know if i see like previously prior to black lives matter and let's just use it in a very general way if i saw um people walking around with their pants sagging i used to say to myself it's a good thing my father is dead because he would never ever be able to deal with this like you know because he just wouldn't under he just couldn't handle that you know like that would be just like the end of him but the thing is I started to learn about the culture. I started to learn about where that comes from. And, you know, and then I started to learn more about the music and, uh, and, and to be honest with you, I mean, just how incredibly gifted and talented some of the rappers are, uh, especially some of them. And Ferguson, I mean, if you want to listen to uh, someone who just really knows exactly what's going on, T-Dub, oh my God, uh, from Twitter is the guy to dial in on. He did a song uh, that I can't remember the name of, but it's his last one, and it, he put it up quite a bit. 
uh, Kwame Rose just wrote a song by the same sound, by the same name. <laughs> but T-Dubs is just unbelievable. I mean, he's holding the right people accountable for what's going on. And I, I, you know, I'll be honest right here. I wouldn't have expected that from that community, but boy, oh boy, was I stupid and was I wrong and, and, and racist in my, you know, my ideas. And I hate to admit that, but I'll well, tell you. Well, good for you for admitting that because that yeah. sounds a little racist, to be yeah. honest. Yes, it and, is racist. I'm just saying, you know, I didn't, no, I didn't <laughs> expect, I didn't, even so I you, just, seriously, good for you for recognizing it. I haven't seen many people in any community stand up and hold the the people at the top. And you heard me say it on Punk Boys, so you can go back and listen. I said they need to hold Nixon and Belmar and McCullough accountable, and nobody's doing that. They're out in the street yelling at the cops. It's stupid. Why are you yelling at police? They're doing what they're told to do. Go and yell at the people who are telling them what to do. Those are the people that deserve it. And T-Dub's song is all about that. And it's fantastic. It's so good. And it blew me away when I heard it. I was like, wow, I did not expect that. But it is just so good. It's really, really good. Alex, if I may speak to the the Black Lives Matter hashtag bumper sticker um, thing, um, you know, that that, that was like a slogan, you know, born out of a moment. Um... And uh, once you know, it, it, it should have it should have just come, and 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 it it was poignant, um, and powerful, and effective, and the moment that that the mainstream and politicians you know uh, sort of started using all lives matter, black lives matter, teetering and tottering back and forth between the two, like, you know, so, uh, you know, and now, now it, it, it's completely irrelevant. Um, um, but they did that in the 60s, you know, you got to understand. I mean, I was around. Well, every movement will get co-opted, right? Yeah. Like every, every movement that, that gains any traction will get co-opted by, by some some party or another. It really doesn't matter what you call it. It's going to get co-opted. There's no way it's not. Unless you don't talk about it. Well, I think there's not a lot. And I talked myself in a circle on that one with Linda uh, Toronto on my show. And it's just like you can't avoid it. There's no way to avoid it, unfortunately. I mean, here we are, you know, six years later, you know, after kind of some of us, you know, maybe a lot of us got, uh, involved in activism, uh, you know, as Occupy Wall Street got going, Anonymous got going, um, and, and I feel I feel like entropy is getting the best of us. Yeah, it's not. We're just we just got we're just getting started. <laughs> right on. That's encouraging. That's the sad thing. People are people want to you know people were born on these and here's some more of your subconscious limbic system stuff. You know people were raised on on TV shows that get solved in like you know a half hour or an hour. That's not life, man. That is not I life. I can understand I mean, that. Yeah. And and the thing is, we all expect we like we buy that line that if something isn't happening, you know, um, then it's failing. And I'm telling you, there's you have always in my old age. I'm going to tell you, you got to look under the 
surface. You know, you've got to look at everything and you've got to look at it with fresh eyes. You've got to take your old eyes out and look at it with new eyes because you're not seeing. You're seeing as you've been programmed to see, you know, and yeah. you have to, you have to wake up every morning and say, well, wait a minute, maybe I need to look under that just a little bit, you know, and maybe my opinion is not so sure as I think it is. You know, and that's what I learned sort of this weekend in a big way. You know, it's just that, man, I just sort of need to remember that sometimes a broken thing is going to be way better than if it, we had gone in and pretended that every, everybody went and made nice and drank their tea and left and nothing got done. You know? All right. Talk to Pi. We have, oh. and Dallas, we, we have uh, about 15 minutes left. Let's run down some things real quick. Good. Just I want to uh, quickly go respond. But yeah, okay. I just want to. All right. So Absolutely. I wanted to quickly yeah. respond to that. Um, one thing about you know, about like Michael Brown and stuff. I mean, you know, he did actually kind of rob a store and then something no, happened. No, he didn't. Oh, what? really? That's not actually. Okay. You're actually wrong. <laughs> okay, so he who's the individual? The store thing was not known until well after he was dead. It wasn't even reported. Oh. The time really? stamp on the okay. yes, the time stamp on the right. report that Good. day was well after he was hurt, well after he was killed. So it was another black dude. Okay. Um, no, no, it was no, it was him, but it wasn't. Darren Wilson didn't know anything about that. He didn't know uh, anything about that. These kids were walking down the street. Mike Brown and his friend were walking down the street, and Darren Wilson told them to in a rude way to get the hell out of the street and they were just about to their grandma's house and you know and probably Mike Brown said something to him and then Wilson popped off that's how I think it went but they trust me the Cigarillo story has been that's a narrative that's been out there and and accepted as gospel and it's not true we looked at the timestamp that very day don't that's a false narrative and it's been eaten up and spit out and, and accepted as truth and it is not truth yeah, I can understand that. And, you know, I, I really don't know what happened over there. You don't know what really happened there. Nope. We all don't fucking Dallas, know what happened but, but around that. We don't. But around Dallas, that scene, regard, but regardless, like, regardless, I mean, you have to matter. agree that, 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 that most, if not all of these, these uh, alleged crimes, whether they were committed or not, uh, by a lot of these um, cats who, you know, have been killed by cops and, and, you know, put forth in the media as martyrs. Like, I mean, just look at the disparity between, you know, what is done with them and the cost as opposed to, you know, people who kill, like, you know, 10, 15 people and then get to go through the death row process and appeal after appeal after appeal. Like, we we don't have capital punishment for selling cigarillos. We don't have capital you, punishment for stealing You mean extra ju- It's not capital punishment. It's extrajudicial extra killing. That's what Whatever it is, it is they end up dead for, for a minor that- crime. But that's an important that's an important word, extrajudicial. It means there was no court, there was no law, no nobody got to determine what happened. The cop it's determined an exe- it it's in an the street. Execution or an assassination. Yeah, it is. It is. It's extrajudicial 
murder. You know, it's just it's wrong, and that's that's the point. I mean, and the difference that I was trying to explain to Dalek before was that because you're white, that wouldn't happen to you. It just wouldn't. <laughs> it's not, you know, that's that's no, it, 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 it wouldn't. Trust me, I've done some yeah. fucked up yeah. shit, and none of that you has know? ever happened to me. Right. But anyway. But, yeah. So, but I'm sorry, that cigarette thing makes me crazy because it's just the fa- I hate when false narratives become truth because you'll hear that. That's even been in, it, that's been like put out on the news. That's been testimony. I mean, there's just been, it's wrong. It's well, just, see, I, I, that, it drives me crazy because I think that the, 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 the fundamental principle problem of, of, you know, what happened is so, horrible like well it's just so it's so like more fundamental or fundamental than getting all into those semantics of you know did he rob did he fucking you know did he doesn't push matter a, a, a stri- it doesn't matter it doesn't matter did, what he did if you he did then he should have been arrested uh uh subjected to due process that's right um gone through a trial uh, in front of a jury of his peers, et cetera, et cetera, all that shit we learned in high school, not fucking gunned down by some fucking bitch-ass cop who can't handle his shit, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. That's the bottom line. I mean, that's going on. That's what's going on with cops. I don't care about any of the semantics. We have right. fucking... Sandra like, Bland should have used her turn signal. loser cops. I'm just saying you can't. It's the, all these stories, and there's a billion of them. I mean, you know, why is Sandra Bland dead? Why is the poor kid who's, you know, car broke down and he knocked on a guy's door dead? I mean, I wouldn't knock on anybody's door here myself, and I'm white, you know, but I mean, just saying, I, I certainly wouldn't even imagine it. I wouldn't even imagine it if I was black. So it's that's yeah, that's I, sort of where it's at. Hopefully yeah, that answers your question. That. Hopefully that answers yeah. your question. You know, I wouldn't, but he, be, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see. To see sort of this uh, tit for tat pop off, uh, you know, cop killing and then retaliation by the cops continue. That's what they've been trying to do for 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 um uh you know over over a year now. I mean the whole effort of uh, the, the fact that the fact that the black community hasn't taken the bait is beautiful. That's the best thing because basically. They're trying to cause what Dylan Roof was trying to cause. You know, he got fed up waiting. So he thought he would just go down, gun down, you know, nine. And speaking of that, I mean, look at that. I mean, nine people get murdered in a church, and then the whole narrative switched within two days to the Confederate flag. Like, that, yeah, that, still, was, that still bothers me. That bothers that me a lot. That was, that was a Kansas City shuffle all the way. Dude, that still pisses me off like you don't even know. I mean, come on now. Nine people? <clears throat> Murdered in cold blood by by a kid who got taken to Burger King after he shot them? Like, come on, please. I, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> I think it's kind of sad, like, that people are just going to talk a little bit about the Confederate flag and racism, this, racism, that. And I, I you know, I don't know if, like, I, I guess I have to, quote, unquote, check my privilege, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a very tolerant person. I'm bisexual. I don't really mind black people. I actually look at their content of their own character. How, how uh, old are you? <laughs> I'm 22. Okay. Well, you're in a world now, that's... You're, you're an anomaly, man. You're you, in... You just, no, no, he's not really. I mean, I think his generation... I mean, in, in a good way. I don't mean that. He just loves... He just loves people. Absolutely. 
But because you right in, no fear, like you know. So. But like his generation point, like wasn't. College, his, like I, I feel like all this stuff is a little elementary to him because it's like, of course, like I'm not going to judge somebody on this, on this stupid biological factor, you know, like that's, that's of course, isn't that isn't that the way it's supposed to be? And like, no, may I heard, have some predisposed yeah. notions? Yes, I probably do so. But if I look at them and say, okay, I'm going to see if he's a, actually a kind of good guy or maybe not a good guy, maybe. Yeah, this but you got to understand when. Survival. When I was a kid, I was watching people get black people get sprayed with fire hoses when I was like six oh, yeah. years old, and looking at the TV and asking my parents, "What the what the hell is this all about?" Like you know, and and the Vietnam War was going on, and we're sending men to space, and and every day I wake up, someone else is getting assassinated. I mean, it was friggin' nuts. But I mean, the worst part about it was for me, I could not compute it. I could not compute why black people were being treated so badly. I couldn't handle it you know but i lived in a lily white suburb and i didn't really even meet a black person until i was in the army and it wasn't a good confrontation uh it was not one wasn't and several were yeah some some people were and then i got threatened that i was going to get shot out out at the m16 practice (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but you know i had you know some of the other people that i was there with they they we became very good friends but but it was, you know, what I'm just saying, I grew up in a time when, you know, and, and when you knew that black people were being treated completely differently. Oh, yeah. And and so, like, you're, you've grown up in a world where, you know, it's been, you, the, it's been like a kind of a schadenfreude, you know, uh, basically, like, it looks like it's equal, but it's not. You know, there's a president, and there's actors and actresses, and yada, yada, yada. And there's, you know, rock stars and people and Bob Marley and all that other stuff. But it's just not, you know, a day-to-day thing. You're, we're segregated. We don't mix. Oh, yeah. We don't no, know what it's we're... like. We don't, I, I mean, I caught, like I said, I go to places. I, I used to go to Chicago Gospel Fest, and I was really literally like the only white lady there. Uh, even when I went up to Trayvon Martin's thing. Anybody up there that was white, I drove up there to see him hand the petitions over, and it's like a 500-mile trip, round trip, but I had to go. Good for you. And uh, No, man, not good for me. I had to go. I had to go. I couldn't stop myself from going. But when I got there, and I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm just telling you, not good yeah, for yeah, me. I, I needed to be. No, I was, yeah, because this is the kind of, this has been driving me nuts my whole damn life. But, you know, I got there and I was the only, you know, I was, it was my first time live streaming and and I was like literally the only white person that I saw there uh, that wasn't a media. And there was a lot of people there, you know, and I saw Jesse Jackson speak and I teared up. I mean, people get mad at Jesse Jackson, but I used to, you know, I saw, I remember Jesse Jackson standing next to Martin Luther King after he got assassinated. I mean, and I know what he's seen with his eyes and with his heart. He's had a hard life. He had to take that cross up, you know, when Martin Luther King. You know, there are some people who think that Jesse Jackson and uh, Farrakhan had Dr. King killed. I don't. I don't think that's true. Um, I went to high school with uh, Jesse Jackson Jr. I think you would have to be maybe. I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, you know, neither did uh, Elijah Muhammad having set up. I'm telling you. Well, I'm not. Ask that's a whole. Bad. That's a whole. That's a whole nother show. But uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I saw. I saw Jesse. You know, Jesse Jackson. Had, he's had. He has given his life 
to the civil rights movement, you know, and whether he's given it perfectly or not, I don't know, but I know what I saw and I saw him stand when I, I know what I saw from my heart looking at him and it was very painful to see him All dealing. Right, let, me add, let me play devil's advocate. Have, have people like him and Al Sharpton, have they capitalized off of the civil rights movement? Everybody screws up and everybody does wrong stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm just telling you what I saw and what I know from my own personal history and U.S. history that I watched right as I grew up in my life. And I'm saying, I'm not saying they're perfect men because there aren't one. There isn't one. I not, I'll never meet one. You'll never meet one. You know, it just ain't no. going to happen. So I'm not saying that excuses people either, but I'm certainly not holding them in the same box that I'm holding a Darren Wilson. <laughs> you know, I, I think that you know, Sharpton, he spoke that day, and, and he was very good, and he said exactly what needed to be said. And I was really glad that he was there and that he said what he said. And I am i don't know what he's doing or how he's been, you know, where his blind spots are, but, but I guarantee you we all got them. And, yeah, uh, we and I, I mean, I'm I tired think of everybody I... thinking like they don't. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of people in movements and occupies and Black Lives Matter and all that pretending they don't have – Blind spots because we all do. But and so infall- infallibility is the, or fallibility is the first thing. Sick. That, yeah. Well, there's not a lot of, I mean, maybe there's not a lot of humility in that statement. But I'm just, people have to start realizing we're people and we're, we fuck things up all the time. And I don't use that word a lot. I should take that back. Um, and we need each other to be, help, we need to hold each other accountable. And the the more we try to be like, you know, one on like on our own, the worse we get, and that's yeah. what's bad. We need to be together, and uh, the more together we are, then the more that we care about each other, and the more we can do things better. You know, in a better, we're doing things. You know, in the right fashion, as opposed to the you know the the pride fashion, and pride gets in the way of just about everything. So it's I'm not, incredible I, what humility can do for cohesiveness. Well, I'll give you an example, actually. Uh, DC, uh, Occupied D.C. Uh, had a guy that came to their camp. It was a homeless guy. He uh, apparently passed away a couple of weeks ago. And now some of the people who were there are trying to raise money to get this guy buried because he's in the, you know, the the county has his body. And they would like to bury him properly instead of have him cremated with all these pets you know, which is what they do with other homeless people that nobody knows who they are. So, you know, what they're doing is they're still looking out for one of their own who kind of came in and kind of came to life, you know, when he came into their camp. And they they need to raise like another, uh, I think, 700 bucks to bury this guy the right way. And, uh, you know, that was what I saw tonight. I, it, made, it really made me cry because that was like what I want to see all these movements doing is loving everybody that's in them. And just giving people some grace, you know, once in a while. It's not the worst thing you can do, is my opinion. No, no, no. It's, in, in fact, as, uh, as I think you and, you and I can both attest to, as, uh, as we get older, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things that really gives us satisfaction and makes us happy, like genuinely. We got to start, we got to start changing. We got to care about each other. If we're going to, you know, divide divide and conquer is, the, is what's on the plate right now. And it's sure is it's sure happening. And I, I'm, oh, I would like to I would like to see us 
spend more time talking about how we can be to, how we can come together, you know. And even in Occupy camps, I mean, everybody will say, oh, they sent all the mentally ill people there, and it was a disaster. And yeah, it was. There was a lot of really sick people got sent to the camps. But there was in every camp there was a person like uh, um, this guy Bear uh, Bear Parker. I forget what his name Mark Bear Parker, who uh, you know came and actually got sober and hung out and relaxed and and was actually able to be a human instead of just try to survive every minute of his day. And uh, I saw a guy down in, I think uh, Glenn was talking about Georgia earlier, but uh, I saw a guy in, uh, his name was Cooper. Sorry to interrupt, but we got about 45 seconds left. If oh. you guys want to call in, it is uh, 646-929-1480 or BTR listener. Zero twenty one, please call in six four six nine two nine one four eight zero and uh we'll see you around overtime. Um you can go on. Also, be to our listener, zero twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Dallas. Thank you. So are we still what's going on? I don't even know how this works. We're, we're doing overtime. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know so how that works. As you were. As you All were. Right, well as I was, this guy Cooper in uh, Occupy Atlanta, he actually quit heroin. He quit his heroin addiction because of his, you know, the affinity that he found in Occupy Atlanta. And I remember the, uh, the, um, you know, him him on tape and talking about it. And just I remember bawling my ass off. You know, it was just like the, the good things that happened kind of get glossed over by all the you know, the violence and all the bad things and that they were sure worth talking about and noticing. And we had to really, really so much brutal easier time. to focus on the bad. And I'm not saying we shouldn't focus on it. I'm just saying I hate this whole polar, you know, it's like we, we bitch about polarization. We bitch about control of the narrative. And then we, then we control it our own selves the same way that the media does. I don't get it. I just don't uh, yeah, I'm saying we shouldn't focus on the bad. I'm saying that's the I mean that's no, like we should the focus easy on, way we, out. Well, well we, we have to address it. We have to address the negative. We have to be realistic, right? But we have you to know, be to get honest. To get and caught like, exactly. We have to be honest with the state of of whatever it is we're do whatever it is that's going on, whether it's getting up and putting your socks and trousers on and, <laughs> and going to work or or you know, trying to put together uh, something that could create betterment for uh, you know for 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 people whose lives isn't great right now. Um, but nobody you know, like, like everybody's life is what it is right now. I mean, you could have a stroke right now, and that would be the the whole different thing. Look what happened to Glenn. You know, I mean, come on, everybody just takes so much for granted, and they. they I had like three strokes earlier. Did you really? Yeah, many ones. There was well, I, I'm talking about you know like the the big ones where you actually need somebody. <laughs> you need someone to feed you baby food. I mean, I live alone. It's like I don't know. I mean, I don't. If if something happens to me and I can't work, I'm I'm out on the street, you know. And it's like it, it it's good though because like it's really. I mean, I got poor after the last downturn, like like real poor, and it's actually been really good for me. I think so. You know, I'm. I'm I, I mean, I th- I think so many people who never planned on living paycheck to paycheck again. Now live paycheck. I'll take a paycheck. <laughs> I don't even have that. I, I'm a freelancer, so I don't even know what I'm right, getting. Right, or, or just hustling and bustling. You Dude, know, I just from, live like I live on base. 
I live on no, faith, I and, I'm st- and I'm still here. I mean, it's like it's pretty it's pretty trippy if I told you all this, you know, the whole way that I'm still here and still functioning. It's like you would you would say, well, that's really interesting. You know, like I can't even imagine how that could possibly happen. But, but you're, uh, a, you're clearly an adapter and a survivor. No, I'm just a person of faith, and I know how to lean in. You know, well, you must I'm, have adapted a little. Well, I guess I'm, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a, oh, adult. Okay. I'm an adult Leaning child of an alcoholic, so uh, I, I'm, I'm good at, yeah, I'm a survivor, is what I am. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but I don't want to, but I would like to live, you know, and I, and I think I'm finally learning how that's done, because I really screwed up most of my life. But I think that, you know, and that's why, I like, when people want to say, well, someone did this and someone did that, I'm like, shit, you, you know. You just can't say that about people. I mean, this lady. I, know, I think that's a harsh judgment, saying you screwed up most of your life. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, totally. I mean, I didn't live it right. I didn't have it a, a clue, you know. But I mean, and and it's a general word. I'm not gonna, you know, we could have a, we could discuss it, but I, I wouldn't discuss it on the radio. But I'm just saying, you know, that I didn't make good good decisions. And look at this woman, Kelly Gassander, that they want to execute on Tuesday night. You know, she planned with this dude or boyfriend to kill her husband. Well, well the, you didn't make that bad of a decision. I, I'm not talking about me anymore. I'm just saying. No, I know, but I'm saying. You don't like, know, but you, you don't. didn't make that one. But how do you, how do you judge what's, that something that, no, I didn't plan a murder <laughs> with some my boyfriend of anybody. No, I did not do that. Okay. But, so you, you know, got that going for you. Let's I know. I'm not, I'm not trying to feel better. I don't trying to. I don't need to feel better about my past. I'm just saying I made. I could have made better. Re- a lot of better choices, and now I can make them because like I'm in a better space. But they're trying to. You know, they're trying to put this woman to death. The man who actually killed, the man who killed her husband, got life in prison. This woman has is been on death row for 14 years or something like that. So it's crazy, but, you know. Wait, and there, a yeah. little background. <laughs> what am I, Glenn? What am I, Glenn? Tell me. <laughs> Tell me. I must be. I must be screwing up here. No, no, no screwing up on third row already. No, no, Glenn. He just said yes, yes, you are, and I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I think it was talking to me. Okay, good. See, I think it's all about me. That's my other problem. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Kelly Cassander, she's ready. She, they were going to put her to death a couple of uh, months ago, but they, they had the wrong drugs to kill her, so they put it off. And it was kind now of how does, Now, how the fuck does that happen? Well, it, because they had the... They, they, the, the drugs they had were too old or something like that. And it was funny because these people from this church in Chattanooga that I was talking about, that this guy Brian Merritt's running, that's just like real, like for real, um, they went over there because this one lady used to be in prison with this lady and she and Kelly Gassander, the lady who's about to be put to death, basically talked her out of committing suicide. And now she has a good life and a job and a family and all that stuff. And it's like that she had a conversion in prison. Um, you know, she became a different person in prison. Like she basically became what, she, what most people call religious. But, but she's a good person, you know, and she helps everybody and she helps keep everything quiet, you know, where she is. And she's very good for the prison. And even the some of the guards don't want her to be killed. But exactly, she planned this murder with her boyfriend. And the boyfriend killed the guy. The guy got life and she got death. 
So they're getting ready to execute her on Tuesday night. And uh, we'll see what happens. I'm praying that they won't, and I'm going to continue praying that they don't. And I'm going to know that I'm, I know in my heart, sort of, that they pro- that they won't. I hope they won't. But she'll be good. At, you know, she's, she's, you know, she has. She's a person who believes in an afterlife, so she's good, sort of, either way. But I mean, obviously, she wants to stay alive, and everybody so else kind of, wants her to stay alive. What kind of madness is this that one of our allies? Is, is about to first behead a young man yeah. and, and then stick him on a cross. Well, that's, I mean, what, that's horrible. I mean, that, that, if they're going to behead him first, that would that's actually... Crucif- people don't really know what crucifixion is. They don't understand that, that that was the most painful way of killing someone in the day, you know, when they did it yes. to Jesus. And they used to, like... They used I think to just, still. They used pretty, to put it's, you... It's high up there is... As well, if you people. ever, I heard a sermon done by a young uh, associate pastor at my church, and he was, he basically, like, I left there pretty sick. I was like, really? That's exactly, that's what they did. But the weird thing was, they didn't break any of his bones. And normally they would, but they would just, like, they would just, like, pound you and, like, starve you, you know, and just, like, they didn't, they made you so your full weight was on, you know, whatever, where you were anchored down. They didn't put the nails in your feet and stuff and you had to every breath you had to take was you know super painful because they would mash stuff up in your rib cage and stuff well so that's had, actually what what killed you uh the yeah, forensic uh, uh cause of death um yeah. is asphyxiation or yeah, suffocation because right, you can't breathe because of where you're, yeah. how you're hanging there your, your muscles collapse right but anyway so, so if they behead him first and then i i don't think I mean, they might crucify him first and then behead him. That sounds more likely. But either no, way, no, 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 no. It's uh, it, it, no. Um, either Saudi way, Saudi government deems it humane uh, well, to behead okay. and then crucify because the crucifixion is simply um, uh, a, a a token, a, a, an example to the rest of the people. Okay, um, so it's kind of like good old Rome. <laughs> yes, it's like the it's like the old head on the on the, the old, on the pike. The head on the pike, and then the body. You know, they used to burn Rome. I was talking about Romans yesterday. That they, you know, everybody thinks that things are bad now. I'm like, dude, you got to think about Rome. You got to think about what things were like in Rome, and then you got to think how bad they were in Rome. That it kills me that people will that damn Colosseum and like take pictures and shit. It's like, are you kidding me? Like that was a place where people were like were eaten live by like animals and like they killed each other for sport like like for real. I mean that's Yay. like so sick, you know. And then you're gonna go like take romantic pictures and I don't know. It drives me nuts. Selfies. Selfies at the Coliseum. Yeah, like whoa, stop it. But uh, but then they don't realize that Rome was like civilized compared to the you know before Rome, you know, like when the barbarians were around. So and even the even the people who did the crusades they were they were christianized vikings and and they were horrible but they were much better than they were before they be, they were so called christianized um so it's like back in the day was bad 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 you know and that's why when you get over there and see these you know some of these cultures that you know ha- that have like roots back to something you know they're I mean the crusades the crusades like was I mean that was hyper violence beyond our comprehension. But that's my point. It isn't even as violent as they were before they were Christianized. <laughs> like 
Like they right. were going around, and so they were. If they, if you thought the Crusades were bad, you should have seen them before that. Is what I'm saying. Like they were worse, worse, way worse. So people think, what? you know, man. I'm saying that man has gotten. Man, people will dispute me on this, but you know, Christianity basically, basically civilized the world. You know, took it out of that stage of the, you know, the Rome. The Roman, like, you know, just, like, kill anybody, anywhere, anytime, anyhow, you know, and then uh, torture, you know, that was the, that was how it was. If you got outside the, if you got outside the moat in the castle, dude, you, you know, you were in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, you were getting sniped. You were getting whatever they decided to do, which it would probably be involve a little bit of rape. See, I, I, I would argue that a small mushroom cult really really put us in a in a in a civilized place and okay Pax, well, we have our Pax, yeah but i mean yeah, and Pax romana and and constantine co-opted that that small mushroom cult that was led by jesus christ yeah. good man and uh solid solid citizen and brethren to his uh you know uh other citizen and uh and then Fox Romana co-opted it, and it became... Regardless uh, of that, my point wasn't really who did what. My point was no, that I, the world, that, that if people think that people are bad, they just don't know. Like, if they think times are bad, they just don't know. They don't know history. And you have to know a little bit of history. It's really important. Oh, yeah. It was worse back then. But, you know, when I think about, like, the mushroom... well. It was pretty bad back then, around like the fucking Crusades, and also what happened around Rome. Yeah. Way before and before Rome is what I'm. Oh saying. yeah, barbarians saying, like, and all and, that and crazy shit. And, yeah, the barbarians. Like when you start t- when you start looking at that kind of stuff, which I can't do. You know, it's very difficult. Uh, but you know, and that's what. the Impaler. Yeah, but see, and that goes back to what's going on in in these wars, and when you get in a war, people basically revert to that. You know, and that's what people don't know. I mean, when people came home from Vietnam, they didn't talk about what they did. My father didn't talk about what he saw. He couldn't talk about it. He was in World War Two. You know, he was in the Battle of the Bulge. He liberated Dachau. He couldn't talk about it. And they, you don't know. And it, but I've heard stories because I've had some people that could talk about it tell me, and seen some other things. But war is not a, you know, war is kind of when you get back into that pocket. And it's right there. It's right there. But it's not like that on a day, you know, I mean, it's not like living in the days of the barbarians, for God's sake. You no, know? I mean, factually, and, and I mean, this, I, I mean, this is somewhat um, sort of uh, like uh, anti-intuitive. Um, the last 200 <laughs> years have been the most peaceful 200 years since We've walked. Uh, oh, on two legs for and, us, and maybe, maybe not so much for the the black people or the indigenous people. <laughs> and that, well, I mean, and this is, uh, and this is a. I don't like data, that data from from like world or interstate conflict. I'm going to tell you to take that data and shove it because it's nonsense. It's just, it's it's. It, I think the point is we're not. But hold on, you kind of just argued that. Like I, I mean, did, we have, I we did. have gone from the days of Genghis Khan 
yeah. that's surrounded that's surrounded uh, you know a, a city of several tens of thousands of people. But I'm not I'm not arguing and, history. I'm just saying that I think that it's silly to be you know saying well you know I'm not I'm not raping you as much as much so it's not as bad. Yeah. Right. So no, that's, okay. and I, I think that's that. what you're. That's where you're going with that. See, I'm not going to let you Fox News me, baby. <laughs> no, well, I'm not trying to Fox News you. I'm, I'm what so I'm joking. Get, what I'm, I'm, what so I'm getting joking. at is 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 our availability and exposure um, to the bad stuff that is going on. Um, you know, does that invariably leave us in a world of of kind of like uh, hopelessness? Well, what we're in is we're in we're in like addiction. That's the problem. We're in the endless cycle of addiction. You know, and basically people are numb, and they're not de- they're not grieving properly. There's nowhere to do like what we just did tonight. You know, even when Dalek said, you know, what he thought. You know, like that was important. That was a great moment in the show tonight. You know. And and uh, he he told it, and I told my, some of my things, and we shared like real things, and that's yeah. what we don't do anymore, and uh, we don't do it because we're afraid of being judged. Like Twitter's the worst friggin' place for all that, because you can't dare say nothing, because you might say the wrong thing, you know, and then you get not in our not in our little circle. I mean, <laughs> well, but that's it, again I, that's what I, that's my point. You shouldn't have to be in a circle. You should be. People should just You're be right. like everybody's trying to be a star, and they're trying to, or they're trying to be funny, or they're trying to be smart, or they're trying to have. I mean, it's just such a stage. I don't like the way it is right now. It's like it's like this is stagey, but it's not because that's why I like doing the show. That's why I like doing radio shows. I mean, I like doing my show because it's a it's actual, honest to goodness, person to person discussion. To me, that is what we lack the most of anything, and yeah, I'm. And I'm so glad for these that for this these shows that we do. I think they're so important. I just do. We're so neurotically like uh, conflict averse. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you know, like discussion averse. I'm not even going to say nothing. You can be with somebody and and get along with somebody and that you don't agree with on every topic of you know every little fucking innuendo of life. And I've had times, too, because, of, you know, because, like, I'm a Christian. I mean, I, a lot of times I just feel pushed out of stuff because people are being really wicked, being really mean about it. And it's, like, just, like, can I, can you, like, accept me as I am if I accept you? Like, I don't tell you not to be an atheist, so don't, like, jump on my shit. It, there's some good things there. I'm not a retard. And there I am using ableist language. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I, I find that people are very quick to push people or sadly are quick to be judgmental and to like try to and try to divide. We gotta stop but, that. And I'm That's okay. a that's a new type of agnostic that, that I divorce myself from because that that's that's dogma, you know. Um but I, I, just, I, have, I your your beliefs don't threaten me. They shouldn't. You know, like in fact they fascinate me. I learn from them if I ask Questions, you know, and I'm open-minded, and so on and so forth. Um, the, I mean, clearly, you know, when some when something threatens somebody so quickly, mm-hmm. um, it, it, what what it really uh, reveals is sort of an insecurity in that person's um, 
conviction in their own beliefs. Um, Do you think that's what it reveals? I think it reveals that we we don't want to be, that we just have a predisposition to be separated from each other as opposed to try to be closer to each other. I think it's real like, I think it's real like aversion to intimacy. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about... No, no, I'm not. You know, I'm just talking about like, I think that we just don't... Like having real friends and shit. Yeah, we don't want to be close, so we always look for ways to 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 separate ourselves and to distance ourselves from others. Uh, being close Absolutely. is a hassle. But go, Dalek. What uh, do you think? I want to hear what he has to say because like, he resonates sorry. with that. You know what? I would like to say that we should grow thicker skin because you know a lot of the things many times in society where we're just gonna say, "Oh my goodness, we're offended, we're offended." Everybody wants to get offended. They're all the fucking professional mm-hmm. victims everywhere, and I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. That's so where I'm at. That's so where I'm at. I'm just tired of it. And I, but and but I'm not saying that I don't do it too because I do get. I get to the point where like I'm offended because people just won't let me be who I am. And it's like I'm not going to change for you. I'm going to be who yeah. I am. And you know what? You liked me before you knew I was a Christian. So what's your problem? Like I have an actually. There's actually a very famous person in the movement. <laughs> who really doesn't like people that are Christian. He thinks they're very stupid, and he just can't tolerate it. And I had to, like, stop being this guy's friend, even though I really liked him, and we were really good friends. And it was just like, but he just said, you know, you're. he basically told me, you're stupid. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I guess I'm going to move on now. And it was someone who's very, very stand-up and, like, everybody likes, and it just was, like, really weird. A weird thing for me. But I think that, yeah, I think people are running around looking for a chance to distance and to make sure that they don't get close to anybody. And that's why these conversations don't happen, you know, so much. Because everybody has a different opinion. I can understand that. And you know what? <laughs> I'm I have I have a little bit of faith. Not not so much of like going through like going every going down to church every fucking week, but you know, I have a little bit of faith. Yeah, that's all it takes. It doesn't need, you know, everybody that, you know, and you get, that's, I think we live by these examples. We live by what's on TV and, and like, if it's not, if we're not living that template that we know, or that, that's somehow like kind of unconsciously agreed upon, you know, it's like, then you're not that, or like, if I say I'm a Christian, it means like, I'm like a Bible thumper going to run up and like, you know, try to convert you or that I believe things that, you know, maybe you think I don't or I do. And it's like, nobody will ever take the time to get to know, you know, where you, what it is you know. And it's like, I'm not, I didn't start out that way. Trust me. I did not start out that way. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I could go to shows like KMFDM and get the mosh pit and be a Christian. Can you believe that? You know, people wouldn't believe that. And like, I went up to his party this weekend and like, I, you know, I mean, I don't look like, I don't look that old. People never believe I, that I'm like 58. Like I maybe look like I'm 50 or something, but I don't even know. This chick said to me, she said that, yeah, we're meeting outside. And, you know, and her husband was playing house music. And I was like, yeah, man, I bought my first house tape, like, when I'm 19, you know, like 92 or something like that. And she's like, I would never know that you liked house music. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like everybody makes assumptions based on on what you look like, what you what your affili- affiliations are. 
and I, I guess I do that too, and I'm trying really hard not to do it because actually when I had these kids on my show the other night, I was just thinking, you know, I better go by kids that are just super talented and doing like, you know, great things when they're not like, you know, over at Walgreens, you know, ringing up, you know, purchases. Like, I don't know what people are doing. Why do I make, mm-hmm. why would I assume anything about somebody? What if they're the most talented person in the world, but they got to go work, you know, they got to go ring up shit at Walgreens. You know? you know what's nuts is the way our optical nerve is wired. Yeah, um, exactly. We we think about something before we see it. So, uh, but, you know, and back to the limbic system. Um, yeah. Back to the like limbic system. We we make we make judgments, mm-hmm. uh, thousands of them. You know, in uh, in tenths of a second when we see somebody. Uh, our brain just fucking lights up. But that's okay. It's the thing is, we need to just know that we, if we know that we do that, then we can make a decision. And it's like it, it's it takes so long to learn this stuff. At least it has me. You know, I mean, yeah. you have to know that. You have to know that some of those lights that are going to light up. Sometimes they're going to give you uncomfortable feelings. You have to own that. You know, yeah. prejudice is real. Racism is real. Right. You know, like. Part of it is saying, okay, you know what? There's a lot of differences between, um, the, you know, these the subcultures in in this country that I've grown up in, and uh, without them, the country would suck. Yep. And um, but respect them, and if they make you feel uncomfortable or whatever, respect that, and either, you know. You know, separate. It, it, it's just this inability to to respect difference. Yeah. Uh, no, know, every, I don't think that's what it is. Everything needs to be homogenous. You but know, it's not, like it, it's not really that. It's inability. It, it, I think I'm going back to the root cause, and the root cause is that we have no clue how to be intimate. We have no clue. We don't even have any. We don't really have any reason to want that. Because the minute we get close to someone, they move to another state, they get hurt, they get cancer. You know what I mean? It's just like, or they, um, or they disappoint us. You know, we don't know how to be a tribe. You know? Okay. And, well, hold on. But all that, like, oh, well, not all that, but, but somebody moving to another state, somebody getting terminally ill, or something, like that's part of intimacy. I understand it, but what I'm telling you is that's why we don't, that's why we come up with these superficialities to keep us from, like, we're we're wired to stay apart. We are wired to not be close. And we well, are not we're getting close. there. So what's no, we're already there. The, we're already there. the distraction from pursuing that relationship to say, to making it easier to just say, fuck it, I can just chill. Is it the internet? Is it, you know, the myriad distractions that present? Because there was a time where if somebody was like, I love that person, I'm going to pursue them. Well, not like pursue them in a bad way. Yeah, I understand. Like, I understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to fucking stalk them everywhere. That <laughs> but I mean, it's that's how I feel, though. Like, right? Like, actually, I've had people that I, I, I like sort of, uh, thanks, Canadian Glenn, we love you. Um, Night, Brian. But uh, you know he's still listening. I know. Word. I'm just saying goodbye from chat. I gotta say goodbye to him. I love Canadian Glenn. He's my man. 
Oh, yeah. But uh, he's really supportive. I mean, and, like, that's, like, what's great is, like, I'm finding, like, more and more support the more I, like, sort of change my eyes. And what I was saying is that, you know, like, you just love people. You don't care. Like, you just love them. Like, sometimes they do shit that pisses you off, you know, and I'm I'm not talking about Glenn. I'm just saying, you know, but in basically, you know, you're going to find if you start to become more accepting, then things just sort of start to turn around. But you have to be willing to be have your heart broke and all those other things. But, I mean, when you get to be my age, you know, you've been through it a million times. But then, like, oh, yeah. I am super isolated. Like, you know, I am sort of now, like, because, like, I just can't deal. But when I went to that meeting the other day, like, I dealt, I, de- I could deal. And it was really great because, um, I for a change, I wasn't trying to be somebody I wasn't. You know, I was just, like, saying, well, wait a minute. This needs to get messy this is going to be a good thing. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to help out here with my loud mouth for a change, you know, instead of feeling embarrassed about it or having like a, a feeling, you know, inside, like I, maybe I said too much or something like that, you know, or, or they the don't isolation to... thing. Sometimes I think, sometimes I think this, it's a very clever tactic because that's what's going on. That's why we're all on these freaking Twitters and Facebooks and shit. It's just to keep everybody away from each other and from, you know, and the other thing is the meetups, like these friggin' meetups. It's all like you know, people who like to make pizza with pepperoni. Like, dude, I'm sorry, I want to go to a meetup where there's like all kinds of people what? that you what? know like to do all kinds of things. I don't want to meet up specific. Like everything is getting specific. It's not getting, it's getting worse in that way. You know, like you have to have that same affinity as someone else. Otherwise, you know, why would you want to talk to them? <laughs> You're never gonna Alex, learn it. Are we are we farther away from from revolution right now than we were at the beginning of Occupy? No. I don't. No. Alex, go ahead. Honey. Oh, I I don't know, man. I mean, like Occupy was something, you know, where people, uh, you know, it, it used to be like unifying until you know the left did kind of. Yeah toss it over and just say, it's ours and you should get the hell out of here. And there was a whole bunch of people who were Juan Paul supporters, libertarians, and they yeah. just, you know, kind of co-opted it to become this really crazy movement. I mean, I, I, I and it's not like, it's not like that's not bad. I mean, it's whatever. Where were but, you guys know, at? Where were you at, Dallas? Unite, man. Where? Uh, I'm, I'm in Grand Junction. I, I mean, I'm in Colorado. You're okay, so you were at the you were at, you were in the you were in the interesting place. Denver was so whack. Oh my god. Oh, I can't, yes. um, I can't yeah. stand thinking about it. Every time I think about Denver, I get sick to my stomach. I just have a real hard time with it. It was they were so bad those cops. Holy crap. They were the worst. They're, they're still really bad. Man. I think they just I know. The last one yeah, of them. they are. They're horrible. They're the worst. Everybody thinks like all these other places, but I'm like, no man, Denver was so bad. People, people totally group like Denver in with, you know, like the hippie, stoner, yeah. green collar. Denver is a blue collar fucking town. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's red state too, isn't it? Red state. I think so. And Republican. They like Republicans. There. No, we're more fairly Democrat, like. Wow. No, like Colorado it, it, as a whole is uh is doesn't, a it doesn't really state, but Denver I think is a Yeah, but then a you little... got a goof ass like Hickenlooper, you know <laughs> Hickenlooper. 
And they're yeah. trying to kill the whole state with fracking. Oh God, I had Shane. Shane's having his uh, uh, fractivist is having his uh, his uh, frac- fracking summit there next weekend on Saturday, and it's just going to be really good. He got Chris Edges to give a keynote. Pretty exciting, actually. Wow. Yeah, in Denver. So uh, it's it's actually going to be in Stapleton on the third, and I think it's two days. But uh, yeah, I do. I talk Chris, a lot about Chris Hedges. Oh. Is he's about to break? He's teetering. He is teetering on what the edge of, of calling for open revolution, violent yeah. revolution. Well, that because he, be he like he like toe lines this fucking like peaceful and all right. But he speaks to the talk of of like the. The yeah, environmental he's a, he's a, anarchist. But he's a writer. He is. <laughs> he, is he is a writer. You gotta Indeed. you gotta remember he's not he's not he's not living in re, you know he's a writer. I mean he's been in war torn. You know he spent his whole world. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He spent his whole life in war. So yeah. it would be I, I that doesn't surprise me. I think his you know talk about his limbic system. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, totally. But I think that's that, his idea. Know, just oh, there's a problem. War. No, that, 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 I'm, just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I I think it's like it's, I think it's there's a problem and he expects war coming up behind him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just lived in a panic state his whole life. Like he's lived in hell. You know, he knows what war is. He knows how awful it is. He would never call for it. And war there are a gonna, lot of people who fucking listen to him. But war isn't going to solve. Green, if he would greenlight violent revolution. What good would that would be do? another faction that would. What good would that, that would... do? Then we'd just be like everywhere else in the world that's all screwed up with military up your ass. It's got to go the other way. This has to go, what like DeRay says, it's about the love. I mean, we cannot fight our way. We don't have the tools, baby. Did you did you see what they had at Urban Shield? <laughs> I mean, you know, you could. Well, you well, could... Violent revolution doesn't go. Always toe to toe. I don't say. think it ever. Actually, uh, Rivera's son has a pretty good documentation. If you want some data, uh, most revolutions that are successful are peaceful. Um, you know that actually lead to something better than, than what was there before. But That's funny. Joe, I have data that says a peaceful revolution has never led to anything. I have to get hook you up with her, Rivera's son. Are you on Facebook? Uh, sort of. All right, I'm off. Hey, I got my discharge papers a week ago, a couple of weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> Facebook. Good. I probably said that's it, and then they like they say, okay, well in two weeks we'll let you quit. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm gone, and I got my papers. I was like, yes. Also, could I also could I say about um you know just about like you know Denver cops and stuff? They are kind of bad. I mean, I would not mind if. Uh, in my own opinion, I, I really do. Well, wait, what was I gonna say? Oh no, 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 not about that, not about that. But um, I will say that just like uh, I can't even think right now. But um, right. the one thing I was about to say is that you know you can't really right? have you can't have the yin without the yang. So you know, yeah. just kind of like with the Black Panthers and you know how Martin Luther King is. I mean, he you know he used the violent you know. The violence of the Black Panthers to actually skew his way to say, okay, so would you rather want to deal with these people or with us? 
I don't think it was that. I think, you know, another thing that we have a tendency to do is be pretty, you know, pretty like, you know, black and white about stuff. Not No pun intended. But, you know, I, I read his uh, autobi- the, the biography written by uh, Stephen B. Oates. It's called Let the Trumpet Sound. And it's a lot, there was a lot more going on than a lot of people really realize. I don't know if you've read that biography, but it's really, it's really yeah. informing. And it, it helps you understand the layers of stuff. Yeah, but, but what good is it going to do? I mean, I don't see any point in... Hey, Canadian going is on. What? <laughs> Canadian and I, 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 and I also think that... Put it down like tonight. Now we're actually... Oh, Glenn, he's on. Nothing. So Glenn said, is on with us? Hi, Canadian Glenn. He said nothing. Carry on. Ah. Uh, <laughs> we need a new voice in this conversation. Come on, baby. And, and, I, and I also down. think that... that that Dr. King was not completely um, adverse to to violence, and I think that um, no man. There's proof. There's proof that he, that. But what's right your point? What's his, your point? Uh, that we need a violent his, revolution? I I cannot get on board with that. No, no, but I think that Dallas makes a good point. I think that he understood the yeah. value of leveraging um, one choice against another. I think he and got up every that, day and, and tried that, to make it and to that, the end. And that of leverage it. to be viable, the the bad choice needed to be legitimate. Do you know what Martin Luther King was in, dude? He was in a perpetual occupy for like friggin' fifteen twenty fifteen years, and it just got worse. You know what I mean? Like he, he had a lot of way beyond that. Like no, he I'm just saying, I'm way, telling you, way, way beyond anything we could comprehend. No, I'm not you're talking I'm about trying, a man who would. You're stand missing his my house. point. I didn't make it right. What I'm saying is, with with all the different per- personalities and all the clashes and all the, you know, it was a tough. It was a lot to deal with. Just on the personal, just on the like all the different people wanting to do all these different things, and just with his own camp was enough to negotiate. Right? You had you had guys, you know, uh like jockeying for sort of civil rights credibility. Um, you know, guys like Jesse Jackson. I mean, you know, I mean Jesse was on the balcony. Um but the- uh, <laughs> Joe Smith All right, well where are we going with this conversation? We were talking about Chris I don't know. I you don't were know. talking That's- about you were talking about, um, and you were saying, when do you think we'll have a revolution? So why don't we ask Glenn? Glenn, when are we going to have this revolution they're talking about? <laughs> Too late. Yeah, exactly. I think we're going to have an extinction before we have a revolution, personally. I do, too, actually. Dude, I saw a thing today by the lady who wrote about the six six extinction. This is not good for daylight to hear. But uh, that uh, 70% of seabirds since 1950 have been extinct, ha- are gone. 70%. That's not even Yay. a hockey stick. That's a straight, that's a straight up and down line. That's a straight up and down line. From 1950 till now, they've lost 70% of the seabirds. And most of it would be from garbage. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really Plastic. matter what it's from. It's from. It's just from. It's you know, staggering. Whatever it is, it's staggering. Yeah, I mean, it's it it's what it is. Is it's uh, it's one of those uh red flags, like they call them. <laughs> like Canary in a coal mine. 
I mean, I love the end of the world as we know it. Know it. It's the end. Yeah, I know. It's fuck yeah. And I and I feel fine. fine. (laughs) Exactly. I love that song. But uh, yeah, that's what I I and that's the other thing that undergirds everything that I talk about, everything that I think about, everything is is just okay. We're screwed. Like. I was on an interview with with my friend Anita. She she interviewed me and she said, "So what do you think I'll be doing five years from now, Annie?" And I said, "Well, I don't think we'll, I'll be here to be quite honest with you." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, okay." But uh, I, I, I think that's candid statement. I mean, I, I, it's well, true. It's how I feel. I I believe it. You know, I I just do right, believe. Right now, we have uh, two competing uh, sort of. Sort of calamitous situation. The environment, which is inevitable, and, and yeah. we can't turn back. And right. then the Middle East, Syria, Israel. Yeah. You, you know, which and it's can all be on purpose. Back. All of it is on purpose, which is what annoys me. Yeah. Well, I, and 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 the geniuses in our government have completely lost control of that. On they never had stuff. control. They never had control of shit. Come on. Well, they they think they do. Glenn knows about that stuff. Has anybody been he in does. control of anything, Glenn? Has anybody been in control of anything? I want to know. <laughs> yes, they have, but who, who has? their their identity is not our concern. Mm. Okay. Their location is not our concern. Okay. We are merely society, and we exist mm-hmm. to serve them, and we'll do as we're told, or there yeah. will be consequences. So We the, are their cattle. Yes, I think we're, yeah, are we cattle or ants? I'm currently suffering their consequences. Sort of. We no, are. No, not really. I'm like, I'm like three quarters in the bag. <laughs> what does that mean? That means I'm not suffering their consequences. Oh. I put, it, I put a liquid shield around my brain. Ah, okay. All right. We got you now. <laughs> we are ants. We are ants. With emphysema. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this, though. I will say this, that, like, for the, I think for the first time in my life, I'm actually living it. So. You sound like you are, and you need to just roll, like, I know, I need to stick with this, don't I? But it it doesn't usually last forever. But I'm I'm loving it while it's lasting now, right now. It's really good. I'm happy. Okay, I'll get, I'll get to my point while I'm here. Um, Why are you here, babe? Did somebody have a problem with Chris Hedges? Uh, no, we were just talking about how he's going to... Um, I do. I have a little bit of a problem with him. He's going to... Intellectually, I, I, I like him a lot. I, he has this little weird thing where he'll go all hardcore and then <gasps> at the at the very end say, oh, and by the way, I don't support violence. He doesn't ask you out on a date. He's being real nice to you, and then he don't ask you on the date, right? Is that uh, that's what you're that's <laughs> called. That's, no, that's called le- legal absolution of a crime. What? I, 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 I. He says that I, at the I end, believe, so he can I, never I, be charged. I, I, not only do I understand compartmentalization of information, I believe in it. I practice it. I just. I think he is of that generation, you know, of, like, hippies. What, fucking like, 
Yes. He's no. Exactly. No. 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 Yes. He knows better no. than that. He knows better than that. I've seen I've seen Chris Hedges lecture twice. I've talked to him twice. Nice. I know. Signed, he signed books for me. Oh wow. I know. He's no, he's no peacenik. There's no, no way. I mean, not he's to got push, not to push somebody else's product, but <laughs> Abby Martin's new show, The Empire Files. She yeah. interviewed him this past week. Uh huh. So watch that if you want to get to the bottom of that statement, which is being spun in numerous different ways. But the reason I pay attention to Chris Hedges is because of one line that he said the last time I saw him. And it's the closest thing in one line to, at this point in my life, why I'm here. Mm. And he said, I don't fight fascists because I think I'll win. I fight fascists because they are fascists. Right. And then yeah, what is I mean, there, that's I, good there enough. Well, what does that mean to you? How are you? How are you use? How are you take? How are you? How do you walk away with that? And what do you do with it? What does it do for you? That is a definition of basically all an individual can do in this society now. Mm-hmm. You have no freedom. You have no unconfined movement. Yeah, but you didn't before. If you became a problem, you wouldn't, you know. Martin it's Luther relative. Says, Bobby Kennedy's dead. You know, it's relative. On. It's yeah. relative. It decreases over your specific lifespan. But and that's, that's yeah. all you can act on because it's all you have real experience in. You can read books, but you're not going to go march for, for Chappaquiddick. Or, but it's you know, always, like, it doesn't matter. But it's always been that way. Once you became a problem, you could, you were exterminated. Look at Karen Silkwood. This you know, when just, you when you start to this realize is just like the argument. This is just like the argument that man was so much more brutal in the past than they are now. The only mm-hmm. thing that has changed is the delivery systems have All become right. much more advanced. We yeah. kill far more people far easier. Yeah, that okay. we ever did in the Middle Ages. That's a great point. That's a it's very just, good point. It's just I'm, the efficiency yeah. of man. That's all. That's a good point, Glenn. I mean, the less that's people they point. can use, the less people they can actually use to kill the bad guys, the better. Right. Because there's less well, people they think, have to worry about. Are you in my Are you in my way of thinking that they want us to do their dirty business, that they want us to kill ourselves, that that's why they're doing Absolutely. divide and conquer? Because that's what I think is going on. I think they don't want to get their hands dirty. What do you think, Glenn? I hear you, and I hear you. Well, I, I mean, if you, if you want to go all the way back to where you started with this Black Lives Matter thing, right. it was named wrong. Yeah. It, it was named to be subjected. It was made to be infiltrated because it was based on race. If it would have been poor lives matter from yeah. day one, mm-hmm. and now we have Bernie Sanders, <laughs> things, things could have been different. The man Wait, is man. drawing attention. Bernie Sanders, yeah. What, he what is he... drawing attention. Yeah, yeah, you know what he's campaigning on? He's campaigning on... Uh... On what was he? He put out a tweet yesterday about gay marriage. Like he's he's all he's still in the gay marriage mode. It's like, come on, dude, come on, please. That's, that's one tweet of how many yesterday? I'm though. just saying though. It's like he's 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 doing the populist 
bullshit. He, he's not addressing anything that matters, and he's not going to address anything that matters. He wants to build that airplane in his state, you know, that plane that don't work. So who will in that? In, 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 Nobody. In, that's a show. Either side. That's Joe a puppet Stein. show. That's a puppet. That's a schadenfreude, baby. Honestly, I don't. See, I don't see the election. So what? Is, so what is your? What is your alternative then? Submit. There isn't. There. Well, no, I didn't say. Sub, I, I'm not going to get all excited that Bernie Sanders could save the day, though. That's not going to happen. For well, nobody me. said he could. I, he's but, not going to do anything for us. The, Obama was going to do everything, and and. So what know, do you do with your energy? Where do you get any inspiration? Where do you meet people question. in a common cause? That's a good question. That's, that is the question. Yeah. You have I'm to take for, from politics what you can get from it. But I'm not. Polit- I'm, I'm sort of not political because, like, I don't think it, I think it's a broken system, and I don't. Th- I don't see any point. You know, if I'm going to keep putting like oil in a broken car, I don't see. The, I don't see what that good that does. But then you it ain't going nowhere. It's your only car you got. It doesn't matter. You should, then you should be at the state house with a pitchfork. No. No. Yes. No. No. I'm too so old for that. So if the system you live in is broken, beyond, it's irreparable. Mm-hmm. Done. Finished. There's no... Dude, we're going to be extinct in five years. I'm not going to go waste my time with a, doing that shit. Okay, I'm well, not, see, no, hold on. No, that's hold, the difference there. That's the difference. If that's your perspective of the timeline, of course you're going to have a different outlook. Yeah, definitely. People who but don't five believe years. it. So that's fine. Yeah. I urge you to reconsider the five-year timeline. No. It's going to be a little longer. It's got to be five because I don't have enough money to live any longer than that. <laughs> Look, you had no money for the last five years, but you found a way to survive. Yeah, but I won't. I, I'm old. I'm get. I'm going to get sick. I'm not going to, you know, it ain't going to be good. It ain't going to be good. I can't. It's got to be five. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm down, you know, you know, because I'm 42. You're a baby. If, if I... If I, yeah, if I ever start uh, twitching, I was like, I'm, I just want to be euthanized quickly. Well, I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about, you know, the other things <laughs> that happen when people, like, come over to your house. So, you know, that's my What worry. does that mean? Like, getting old and, like, not being able to take care of yourself? No, like getting raped and shit. You know, when the shit, when the shit starts hitting the fan, I sort of would, like, you know, that's my biggest problem. That's wait, what I got. You, wait a second. You're you are um, assuming a uh, an apocalypse scenario. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I look when the last downturn happened. Some dude broke in my house and like took every while I was gone. What if I had been here? You know, like it wasn't that much, and they were breaking in every house in the whole town. Every house. Every house. So, you know, it wasn't even, it was just people couldn't get a paycheck. So, right, I, right. They got got money for that. You're in What's Florida. Why, guys? Huh? You're in Florida. Dude, I'm not going to kill nobody. I ain't going to do that. No way. You just, I mean, you just mortally wound them. You just fucking shoot them. Uh, no, 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 no. That's that not was pretty works. intuitive. You, you, you knew that Dalek was talking about staying your ground when he said you're in Florida. Yeah, I just I I well I wasn't even thinking about that, but I mean I'm just saying I'm not it's it's I'm just being honest about that that that's a thing that I that's a thing that I don't like to think about when if, if she if this shit guns, starts to yeah. hell guns? no I can't have a friggin' gun in here are you insane There's no way I don't want a gun I don't know 
No, no, no. Okay, paintballs, pepper balls, uh, <laughs> tasers. I could, get, I could get a, I could get an L red. I should get an L red. That's what I should get. No, I can't handle no, stuff t- like that. Taser is the most <laughs> underweight, underrated personal weapon ever. Maybe I used to have pepper spray, but now you can't even have that anymore because you can't. I don't know. It's just I, I'm not. It, it, it's yeah. It can get hopeless pretty fast around here. But I'm just saying that basically I don't have. I don't put faith. The the political system is Schadenfreude. It's 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 a play. It's it's a distraction. It's not a real thing. And that's my my own personal viewpoint. And I can't get incited about it. I can't get upset about it. It's just, it's not anything. It's just a way for people to, I mean, Donald, come on. I, <laughs> no, I saw Ronald, to, I saw Ronald like, Reagan. It, it is ridiculous. I saw Ronald you, Reagan get elected, baby, and I lived the... with it. I lived with Ronald Reagan as my president. So that's where that's where you first start losing your will to live. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. You don't know what, what that was like. Yes, I do. I would say. Well, remember that was my not, high school years. Yeah, well, but, you didn't. <laughs> right, right. I was not under the uh, the thumb of his economic policy. It's not even his economic policy. It's just that he was he was a king bullshitter. I mean, he was just he was he was an actor. It, there's a really good book I urge you guys all to read. It's very short. It's by Philip K. Dick. It's called The Penultimate Truth. And it's basically about the earth becoming like so ravaged with war that all the people have to go live underneath. They have to go live underground and make war machines. And they get sent, they get updates from the surface uh, about what's going on from the president. Yeah, that's good. And the president is not who you think he is. And I, I challenge you all to go read that book this week. It's very short. I read it when Reagan was president. And uh, it's, it's a pretty good book. It's a pretty good book. It's a yeah, Philip K. Dick is you know, it it's just a good book. Penultimate truth. It's uh it's quite good. But uh and it's just about everything we're talking about, really. And I don't I don't know what are the you know, if uh Bernie Sanders ain't gonna do nothing for me. Just like I thought Obama was going to do something for me, he did actually the opposite. He did everything the opposite of what I wanted him to do for me. I got them drilling in the friggin' Arctic. I got them drilling out offshore here in a dead Gulf that's dead. That you know, and then uh, and then now they're opening up all the BLM lands. You know, we're, yeah. come on, like come on, are you serious? Like that was. Well, they're the closing deal. off. They're closing off like BLM uh, BLM lands like over here okay. in Colorado. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and that's and and then now they're gonna. Well, there's a. You should listen to my show on Tuesday night. Well, hold on. What what Alec means by closing off means they're closing off to the public for drilling. Yeah. And what you mean by opening them up is opening is them that, up. Yeah, opening up for drilling. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, so he did know. that, I mean, and then every every time. So, go ahead, honey. I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't. Oh, go on. Wait, me. Yeah. I mean, you were saying something. I, in my own opinion, I just don't like. I can understand the whole fracking thing. I lived around here around the Western Slope. I mean, I, I'm I'm very well versed in it. Like, I can understand that you know money needs to flow. I mean, there's <laughs> unfortunately we're like the highest export. We're not really the. We actually um, put a lot of oil 
you know, out there, but we don't even sell our own gasoline and stuff. And, you know, guess what? Iran can now finally sell it. Uh, many other countries can now sell it. And what about us? We can sell it to, like, Brazil. We can sell it to not other... Without killing, not without killing half the population of this country. <laughs> Well, there, there should be like a, there should be technology that is created by the market that can actually uh, deter that. In my uh, opinion, there isn't. Be not with fracking. And the thing is, when I was your age, when I was your age, we were talking about how we were not going to be doing this now. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. That's right. The technology to avoid this exists. The will to to avoid this doesn't. No, he means the. The technology to make the fracking safe or to get the pipeline safe, and that's never well, going to no. happen. No, no, that won't happen. But the right. technology to to harvest other energies. Yes. Exists. Yeah, hemp. Um, we should be growing know, a ton the, of hemp, and we should be doing. Look, when I see hemp fields go up and I see solar panels go up everywhere, then I'll know that something is really happening. But Obama oh, yeah. and my point. My point was Obama promised all this shit. He didn't do none of it. And every time someone gets killed, he says nothing. Black people getting killed on purpose by cops, and he says nothing. He's he's mute. That's what well, he's controlled. He's controlled by the main. He's I just controlled. Know. He's a puppet. He's not, no, he's not a puppet. I wish he was. Oh, well, he is. Wait, wait. All you need to know. Then Sanders will be a puppet. Can you see where he goes to work after he's done being president? (laughs) He ain't going Uh, to I think you're about to say something, Glenn. Go ahead. Go, Glenn. Glenn's losing it. (laughs) None of what I was talking about had anything to do with following the political process through. Okay. You have to understand the methods they use, and they use them because they work. Right. That's why they use them. Right. So So how are we going to not not be led by sheep to do exactly what they want to do? I mean, you're not it's not going to happen. Right? If there if there is something that gathers like-minded people, like even if you don't buy the end goal. Yeah. That is still a big group of people that can be gotten attention of. Yeah, but there, there, there's less and less like the, the more every each day passes since Twitter and Facebook went up. There's there's less like-minded people than ever before. Nobody has a like mind. You know, the only like-minded ones are the are those zombies that want to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> I, mean, I hate I don't Donald know. Trump. I really yeah. hate Donald Trump. I never. He's I a crazy like son of a bitch. Okay, I'll digress totally. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, don't don't be like that. Don't be like that. Come on. All right. So I don't know what to say. I, I, I can I, I can understand where Glenn's talking about. I mean, you I have to find like-minded individuals, and you know, and uh, maybe kind of work around the political process. I'm kind of think of just going libertarian, in my own opinion, because I, you know, ANCAP. Anarcho capitalist. <laughs> it's not a pretty picture down here, is all I'm saying. And I don't know. I, I mean, I I don't. I'm not pretending I have a solution. I'm just saying I I think that's broken. And I don't. And I'm not violent. I don't. I don't believe in any of that. Any of that other stuff, at all. So 
I got to keep thinking. I think that we should try to get more people to just talk. That's why I do my show. That's why I'm sitting here talking to you guys. And, you know, we yeah, don't do enough that, of that. I mean, that's an imperative. Yeah, if we don't do that, I don't see any way out. And I think yeah. right now, people who talk, they get shot down. And that's pretty much what happened. I mean, I that's my viewpoint. Maybe that's because that's what always happens to me. But I'm just tired well, of get. you know, everybody gets shot down and they don't feel, nobody feels empowered by a discussion anymore. They feel let down and isolated and, you know, it's like sad. Yeah, I agree. There's a certain amount of um uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um ah, son of a bitch. Um exclusion exclusionary um feeling to every little different pocket of yeah. uh one left. He did? Yeah. Where'd he leave? I don't know. 